Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
CPR, um, now we see the ability to climb walls like a spider, mm-hmm. right? As he kind of smacks the side of the bus, his hand hits the banner on the side of the bus and sticks. And it's the toilet paper on your shoe. He can't, he can't get rid of it. He looks at his hand. Does he have microscopic vision? Is that one of the spiders that we miss being explained? <laughs> so we see these little barbed, barbed hairs mm-hmm. extruding from his finger pads. Peter realizes he needs money. And what's right below the sport convertible car? An ad for wrestling. Three minutes, $3,000. So Ben offers to drive Peter to the library. Of course, Peter just wants to take off, but Ben insists, tries talking to him, he gives him the lecture. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. As Bruce Campbell says... What's your name, kid? The human spider. Human spider, that's it? That's the best you got? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. The sum of three thousand dollars will be paid to the terrifying, the deadly, the amazing Spider-Man! My name's the human spider. I don't care, get out No, you got my name wrong. Get out there, you moron. So not only is it a but the Flying Dutchman didn't have this added complexity. It's a cage match. <laughs> and all of a sudden, this cage drops down. Now, Peter comes outside, and he sees that Ben has been shot by a carjack. Boy, when Tilbury Wire ugly cries, he ugly <laughs> And he puts on the costume, and we get our first web swinging. And yeah. it looks great. You find out at the end of this that it's the guy that he got on the sure. thing, which... It's a little heavy-handed. If, if you've never read a Spider-Man comic, then you're surprised by it. But if you have, you know how the origin of Spider-Man comes along. Norman's presenting a status update. He's thinking things are going well, but the board makes the big decision. They're going to sell the company out from underneath it. This scene <laughs> is a wonderful scene. Spidey, that's a turning point in the fight. Spidey kind of begins to gain the upper hand until he Sorry, gets to the point where the Norman is basically defeated and begging for mercy. Like good Norman comes back out. Right. So Spidey stops. Norman pleads for protection from the Green Goblin, right? Mm -hmm. That's the And he says, I've always been a father to you. Spider-Man says, I have a father. His name is Ben Parker. And then like a switch. Mm -hmm. The glider comes in, spikes out, but of course, the Peter Tingle is on high alert. Mm -hmm. He flips out of the way, and we get Norman... comes back for a second (laughs) before he's impaled. Now, Harry, of course, sees Spider-Man bringing the body of Norman, not the Green Goblin, Norman back into the apartment. So a naked Norman. It's a little bit... Why did Spider-Man kidnap my father, strip him naked, and stab him in the penis? Uh, Now we're at the funeral. Peter tries comforting Harry. Of course, Harry is consumed with rage and vows revenge against Spider-Man. Mary Jane tells Peter that, she, uh, that her thoughts were of him as she was in danger. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit cheesy here. They kiss. She, she loves him, but you know, Peter. Now we go back to the voiceover, and he says that he can't tell her that he loves her. And as he walks away, the voiceover shares with great power. We see MJ realize that somehow kissing him right side up, he re- she realizes. Oh, I missed still, that. Oh, it's it's those bare, are upside down lips. Yeah, I, I know those lips. I know yeah. those lips, but they're right side up now. That's right. And now, the conclusion.
hello. Hello. And welcome to the Superpod HeroCast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 59. I'm Casey Ryan. I'm Todd Panic. And, and we watched, we watched Spider Man 2.1. Yeah. Yeah, 2.1. Yeah. So I did not specifically look up what is in the extended version, but I've got a pretty strong suspicion based on me laughing out loud at something I did not remember from the theatrical release. Would it be something with Mr. Simmons? It might be something with Mr. Simmons. And I'm like, why did this get cut? It's brilliant. A couple of the, a couple of the things that were new, I was like, oh, I like this movie a little more. Yeah. Okay. Well. Not much. Uh, Hal Sparks. What? <laughs> remember? Hey, kids. Remember Hal Sparks? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was, was great. Thing. He, uh, he, he was that's in the, in the, that's in the, the theatrical, theatrical, but all yeah. it is, is him talking about, uh, I like your costume and, and not the Spider-Man whole pitch. Like, Thanks. It rides up a bit. <laughs> no, no pitching to him. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we watched the extended version, which is available on the Blu-ray. And it's, if you hit, if you select that in the menu, it says Spider-Man 2.1. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or if you bought it back when this came out, I mean, the, so they released Spider-Man 2. Then yep. they released like six months later, Spider-Man 2.1. And at that point I was like, no, no, Sony, you're not getting any more of my money. <laughs> That's the worst, right? That really is mm-hmm. the worst. So when these were all kind of released on semi cheapy Blu-ray, yep, uh, it, they were at Target for like ten bucks a piece, so thirty bucks for the whole set. And this one and Spider-Man Three <laughs> has a uh, a director's cut of that too. I'm like, is it? It's just the opening and then the credits because that's the only <laughs> oh, version oh. of that movie I enjoy. Oh no! Yeah, I just oh man. Did you catch the two Doctor Strange? Well, one's pretty obvious, but there are two Doctor Strange references in this movie. I don't believe that I did. All right. Well, you caught the one, obviously. Which one? Not even a reference. They literally say Doctor Strange. Oh, I totally missed that. No. All right. Yeah. When they're trying to figure out a name for Dr. Octavius. Right. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Doctor Strange. That's not bad. Yeah. That's a funny bit. A funny. uh, And again, you know. Well, okay. Let's let's take care of our. We're. I feel like we're ready to to turn the corner and talk about the movie. Let's let's. Sure. We got some housekeeping stuff to do. Let's do that first. Yeah. Uh. Well, since we are guys with beers talking about movies with capes, what are we drinking? Boy, if Carissa and Joel weren't already kind of uh, MVPs for the Superbad yeah. Hero Cast, this uh, this uh, quarantine has really kind of uh, propelled them into first place. They have been phenomenal. Sure. So. Um, first of all, they're open, which God bless them, because, uh, you know, keeping people sane uh, by any means necessary. Um, but Branching Out Bottle Shop is open, and we've really leaned on them a lot uh, mm-hmm. over the last few weeks, or a couple months, I should say, um, and they've really come through. So uh, we recorded a few days ago, uh, we recorded our fifth Patreon episode of season two. Mm-hmm. and uh, picked up both beers for that movie and this movie at the same time. And like I say, Joel and Krista came through. Like, they had them both pegged. They're golden. So yeah. uh, our beer tonight comes to us from Stoneyard Brewing Company, which is right down the road, Brockport, New York, out in mm-hmm. western New York. Uh, Brockport's a little college town. There's a SUNY school there between Buffalo mm-hmm. and Rochester. Otherwise, 
If it wasn't for that school, no one would know anything about it. Well, and now this brewery. Well, now this brewery, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Stony Air Brewing Company, what do you get when you put one part creativity with two parts passion with a dash of craftsmanship? You get Stonyard Brewing Company in Brockport, New York. They plan mm-hmm. and meticulously create world-class, delicious craft beers right here in Western New York. We tend to be fans of our New York-based beers, so I was happy to see this. Uh, our beer this evening is their one of their New England IPAs. The beer title is Bender. <laughs> After our villain, Doc Ock. Uh, so Bender is their New England IPA. Uh, the little plug for it, two friends who needed to start their weekend early came up with an idea, a Thursday Bender Club, a time to get together, enjoy friends, and leave their troubles for a while. We hope you can do the same. Enjoy this hazy and smooth IPA. Featuring mosaic, amarillo, and citra hops, refreshing, tropical, with a slightly bitter finish, it's exceedingly crushable. Enjoy your Bender. 6.5% alcohol by volume. Did you read that off the can? Uh, no, I grabbed it off their website. <laughs> so on the can, this is like a Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 2.1. It's close enough, but there's oh. a couple little things that are different. I was reading along with you, Mike. Todd, where are you going? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see that. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy? We don't need to read that one. They yeah. said, let's drink some beer. All right. uh, Did yours foam up too? A little bit, yeah. Oh, it's very, it is very effervescent. Oh, my. Wow. It's, boy, that pours really aggressively. Yeah, you got to really, you got to baby this one. Oh, no. I have mostly head. <laughs> it's going away. <laughs> Look at this said. thing. It's my first yeah, time pouring yeah. a beer. Yeah, mine's no. not much better. That's clearing up pretty quickly, though. I'll tell you, it smells delicious. It sure does. That, sure it's got does. that haze we like. All right, yeah. We can work with this, right? Yeah. Right. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a beer mustache, but cheers. <laughs> cheers, my friend. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, that'll do. That's very, very drinkable. Boy. Uh, again, you know, if you are looking for supplies here in the greater Syracuse area, head over to Branching Out Bottle Shop in Township Five. They are really the best beer selection in this area that won't steer you wrong i'll tell you that much yep all right all right uh no reshoots or reactions i believe uh no there is oh there is i got I, well so i was editing we were talking about the mandarin so iron man three Maybe oh thor the dark world because thor- we talk about because yeah, okay. the last so, one. Yep. So in Thor: The Dark World, when we were talking about the Mandarin, I uh, <laughs> I said the wrong actor for the Mandarin for the new movie. It is not Carrie, whatever that Chao Khan from. I thought it was. Oh yeah, but it is a uh, another actor. I looked it up today because I just wanted to make sure I was right, so that no one can write in and say not all Asian people look the same. They don't. That's true. They don't. Who is the Mandarin in upcoming? Uh, I, in the upcoming? I didn't get the name. I saw it real quick. And I was like, that is clearly not the same. And you'll, you're going to pull it up. But when you see it, you're going to go, oh, how did I swear that it must have been in talks or something? Tony Lung Chu Wai. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a he's a young. He's a. So, oh, he, although he's four, 57, 
uh, this picture that comes up for him, he does not look 57 at all. Okay. Um, oh, he's, a, very he's clearly a huge not. Hong Kong actor. Holy cow. Yep, but clearly not Shao Kahn. Got it. Um, uh, from the Mortal Kombat movies. No, that is not. That is not. Um, yeah, it, that other actor who I love and I cannot remember. I'm looking to see Bullet in the Head. That was a. That's a John Woo movie that got that got a. Uh, it may not have gotten a release here, but certainly if you're a John Woo fan, you've heard of it. Chinese Ghost mm-hmm. Story, you've heard of that. Just looking to see. Oh, Hard Boiled. Okay, so. So like the oh, John Woo movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hero. That's kind of your jumping off point for John Woo movies if you're looking for his Hong Kong cinema stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't see... I'm not seeing... I'm not seeing Western movies. This may be his first. Yeah, I'm going through... I mean... Which, wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Hero. Yep. Jet Lee. I mean, so if you're, if you don't watch Hong Kong cinema, you, then you will not know who he is either, but, uh, he's, <laughs> but you got will an extensive come, filmography. Yeah. What is it? May, 2022. I think that's and a discography. Student. The guy has, the guy sings what Ooh, actor and singer. Oh. Yeah. He's got, he's got a shit ton of albums too. So he's like the uh, Iron Chef uh, judge. Yes, yes. It was the he's original got, Japanese Jean Valjean. He's got a dozen albums that go back to 1986. Yeah, yeah. Good All for right. him. Okay. So I'm. I guess there's going to be a uh, musical number in Shang Chi. <laughs> right. Right. I okay. Got ten rings. Not I got. Do that again. All right. Okay. Hey, so uh, what do you got for uh, box Carrie office Hi- on? Oh, Kerry Hiroyuki Tagawa was the actor we well, thought was, was the other guy. In. Okay. Yes. Sorry. Okay. So, um, yeah, production stuff. Obviously, Sam Raimi returns uh, after mm-hmm. Spider-Man One. Um, this is written by. So the story by. There's a there's a few credits. The the screenplay, there's a single credit, Alvin Sargent, who oh, yeah, we I was talked digging, about him. Yeah, not credited with the first movie, but later materials say, say that he wrote all three of the Raimi Spider-Man. He also wrote the first Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. Also wrote Ordinary People, What About Bob? So he's got some uh, extensive film credits. What about Bob? What about Bob? Uh, so from a budget standpoint, um, they, this one, you know, follow up to the smash hit, uh, the first Spider-Man, this one gets a $200 million budget, does $789 million at the box office. This worldwide hit. This movie, uh, was greenlit before the first one even came out. Sam Raimi signed the contract to make the second movie, like, I don't know, two months before the movie came out. No kidding. No kidding. Yeah. Just Sony knew they had a hit. This is the third highest grossing film of 2004 following Shrek 2 and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, the days when when all the top three movies weren't uh, Disney movies. Yeah, and, and actually this is the only movie that Sony has that year in the top ten. Well, they, they don't make a whole lot of movies. Yeah, that's true. 
Okay. And um, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no that's it. That's the production stuff. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, so there's only one almost cast that I saw. Uh, your friend, uh, Jerry O'Connell, auditioned for <laughs> Joe uh, Jameson. That no talent ass clown. No, just oh, wow, wow. Hey, <laughs> no, uh, I just don't know why he's famous. <laughs> because he was in one of the seminal kids movies of the. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, yes, you're right. As a kid, as a kid. Yeah, and yeah. Hey, his uh, his wife's gonna be on a Star Trek show. Yes, he is married to the lovely Rebecca Romaine. <laughs> and she was yes. great. They had yeah. her character a couple times on Discovery this season or last season. Oh, I was like, oh my God, more. <laughs> Pretty much, like, we this is what we wanted. Like, we're like, hey, great job with Disco season two, but can we get a Pike Spock number one show? <laughs> Please. <laughs> They're really interesting. Nice. Because it's Lieutenant Spock, it's not Commander Spock. He's a science officer, but he's not the first officer. So wait, what show is this? Holy shit, Todd. <laughs> Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. The takes I didn't place pre-Kirk. Yeah, reali- pre-Kirk. Oh, I didn't realize that. So it's I don't Pike. watch these Star Treks. Oh, Discovery. Got it, got it, got it. So, I- but Pike, Pike just came and captained the Disco, this, the Discovery this season. Discovery. That's yeah. Well, that's what their shirts when they're like working out. Their shirts say disco, um, which it. I think is in line with the actual Discovery space shuttle. I believe it is nicknamed the Disco. Also, okay, I may be talking out of my ass, but eh. I don't care. <laughs> Time honored tradition in this podcast. That's right. That's right. Uh, so yeah, um, he was almost cast, and we we got to talk about the the in what big, role. Joe Jameson. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay. It would have worked. That would have been fine. Yeah, sure. He's milk toast enough to make that work. Yep. I totally, for I totally, until I was watching, I was like, oh, that's right. Jonah's, Jonah's son. Is Doesn't he become a werewolf? Is he one of the, he's, he is man wolf. Yeah. The bloodstone. He picks up the yeah. bloodstone on the moon, becomes man wolf. Yeah. So in that scene where he's like, oh, I feel like I'm back on the moon. No, Joe, don't go yeah. back to the moon. <laughs> that's right. That's, right. that's a it's bad idea. It's not going to work out for anyone. That's and right. don't pick up that many red, red stones. Don't touch them. That's right. Uh, uh, and you know who almost was cast as Spider-Man in this movie. Yes. So, uh, so I couldn't remember if it was this movie or the second movie. Or, the, or I mean, the or the third movie. movie. Um, <laughs> that's right, Todd. This, yeah. this, this is no, um uh, what's his name? Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Uh, so like started, yeah. started rehearsing, like started doing, working out for it and getting ready because Toby McGuire had uh, messed up his back uh, doing Seabiscuit. All the horse riding stuff really yep. messed his back up. And he was like, I don't know if I can do all the, the work that's involved in this movie. And uh, they started getting, cause Jake Gyllenhaal was second, to be for Raimi, he should have been first. I think Jake Gyllenhaal would have made an amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, but so there. they uh, they had him. They were ready. I don't know how far. I know they got into kind of starting to, you know, work the script with him and stuff. I don't think he had any 
suit uh, tests or anything. Hmm. They're only a, a couple months into production. And then Shelby was like, no, I can do it. And so they're like, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, wait. Sony. Um, so I, I, I've seen an account that, that takes a, a pretty tough tone with that, that Sony saw Tobey Maguire's position as jockeying to get a better deal for the second movie. And mm-hmm. Sony was which like, he may have been, which he may have been. Yeah. And in, uh, I saw a quote attributed to him in which years later, he seemed to acknowledge that he had not handled that situation the best. Now, I think he, I think he genuinely hurt his back in Seabiscuit, but I think mm-hmm. there's a question of to what degree was that driving his, you know, hesitancy about stepping back into the suit. But Sony took a hard line. They're like, that's fine. We will replace you. Mr. Gyllenhaal, could you come over here, please? And uh, how crazy would it have been? Like, the only other series that is a continuation that did it was Batman. Sure, sure. Batman, Batman Returns Forever, and uh, Batman and Robin are all supposed to be continual Mm -hmm. story, which is absolutely bonkers. (laughs) Yeah. Like... They've really cleaned up Gotham for uh, for a uh, for Batman Forever. Uh, yeah, I, boy, I'm, like a, I'm trying to remember the last. I'll bet you the last time I watched that was probably with Christian, like when mm-hmm. he was a kid, because you know it's it, flashy. It's fine. It's not. It's not terrible. It's not Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is unwatchable. <laughs> you can get through Bat. You can roll your eyes and groan a couple times during Batman Forever but still yeah. have a good time watching it. I feel maybe we'll, well I guess I am just going to say, we'll, we'll find out soon. Theoretically. Um, Theoretically. all right. So Jake, Gyllenhaal, those are the only almost cast I had. Okay. Was... Perfect. Uh, last little bit of tech, uh, technical stuff. The IMDB score for Spider-Man two, 7.3. Really? Yeah. And, but I, how many people have you, not that we know, but like in the public eye, when there's like best comic book movies that aren't in the MCU. Well, I, this so one I think, always gets so high. So uh, here's the thing: I, uh, for me, it it doesn't stand up. Uh, Thor: The Dark World is a better movie than this, in my opinion. <laughs> Be- well, the again, acting is better. The acting is better. The, uh, the Thor and Loki storyline, mm-hmm. right? Hands down. Um, but again, for me, this, you know, the Raimi Spider-Man will always have this warm place in my heart. It brought us back to superhero movies that were much better than what had come before them. This, this a couple of times dips into cheesy bad. Uh, listen, it, I'm not going back to watch this again, but no. Joseph watched it with me and he was like, yeah, it's okay. The Bean watched until the first time they tried to do the Tritium. Yeah. Yep. When Donna Murphy is violently murdered, which I'd forgotten about. She goes, why are you making me? I go, I'll go upstairs. I'll finish this upstairs. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because she wasn't even 100% invested at that point. Like, she was playing with a cat who she usually couldn't give two shits about. And I'm like, I get it. And then that happens. She's like, why? (laughs) Okay. Well, Goodbye. I'll say this. Listen, this suffers from the same sin that Thor: The Dark World does. Boy, it it could, it, they could cut a little to pick it up a little bit. Because well, here's the thing: we're also watching a version where they they let scenes 
you know, there are scenes, the stuff that's added for the 2.1 mm-hmm. character development wise, super fine with. Yeah. Maybe cut, maybe take the uh, theatrical uh, Hal Spark scene. It's Listen, just, it's too much of. But here's, even without, so... even without the extended release, it's two hours and seven minutes. The extended yeah. release brings it up to 2.15 and that's with the credits. So, you know, the actual movie is a few minutes less, but. It's a long, it's a long movie, and it feels like a long movie. Sure. And not sure in the, not in like a Ragnarok. God, I want more of this. Like, uh, are we there yet? So, yeah. Okay. Right, uh, anything else you we want... should talk about before we dive into it? No, let's dive into it into the deeps of the Hudson. <laughs> So uh, a positive off the bat, we get a previously uh, in the Spider-Man franchise given to us by the amazing Alex Ross. Yeah. I, so my note is Holy Kingdom crap. Come style artwork. Is that Alex it's, Ross? It's him. Yeah, it's Alex Ross. It's second be- appearance. It's beautiful. beautiful. Second air quotes appearance on this podcast. He what? did the he did the artwork for Unbreakable for at the end the picture the artist rendering. Yeah, when he yeah, yeah. Slides the the newspaper over. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Alex Ross. Oh, God, he's so good. This might be my favorite recap of the prior movie. I think in any movie I've ever seen, because mm-hmm. it's you know my I almost wrote you know comic book style art. Then I'm like, no, it's beautiful. It's oil. It's like oil paint. It's it's really well, well done. So I don't want to go too far into how Alex does stuff, but he has specific models for batman for captain america for superman really and they they get lit how he wants to do it and they just stand there and then he paints he sketches it and then paints it later i mean hmm. really if you that's how that's how toby and james franco and all of them look so good he's used to mimicking Willem real Defoe. life people yeah oh yeah. my god Willem Defoe looks terrifying he's terrifying right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well will defoe is terrifying uh, so thematically, in the same way that the kind of artwork grounds us in the prior movie, the opening voiceover could almost be an extension of the closing voiceover from the first movie. So the and it's clo- very Spider-Man. Spider-Man's yeah. always like Spider-Man's thought bubbles and dialogue in the in the boxes, not his actual spoken stuff, mm-hmm. always like tiptoed up to breaking the fourth wall you, you know it's interesting you say that can you think of a care of a hero who is who is more closely tied to his sense of his like personal conscience or personal sense of morality even superman who truth justice in the american way it, he just acts that way he never he never seems to be thinking about it Spidey, probably more than any hero I can think of, that is a constant talk track in his head. And not to not to shit on Superman, but you know, Superman can do that because unless you've got kryptonite, you're not hurting Superman. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, also Peter again, can be think, killed. You know, we don't see it in these movies because there's there's nothing to contrast against. Sure. Spider-Man in the MCU was a fucking you know secret. St- weapon you know fucking game changer because now you have the teenager in contrast to the adults right so 
And that's why I, I wanted the bean to watch this because she, I mean, she's seen both uh, Tom Holland, Spider-Man movies. She loves him. She, yep. and, and why wouldn't you? He's great. One of her two favorites. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, there's this voiceover. It's a, there's a, there's a giant uh, billboard of um, Mary Jane for some fake perfume. Yep. Uh, Peter's like, Oh, there's love my life, but she doesn't know what blah, blah, blah. And he gets stopped by Mr. Aziz. Um, From the daily show. The, yeah. What's the actor's name? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's. Azif man, Mandvi. Mandvi. Yeah. But his character's name is Mr. Aziz. His character is Mr. Aziz. Yeah. But he's, Did you, the, yeah. So here's the first one. Joe's pizza where he works 29 yep. minutes or it's late or, or, or it's free yep. or it's late. <laughs> I'll repeat it to you in 30 minutes or it's late. Um, the address is uh, what's Dr. Strange's Bleecker street. Yeah. yeah, yeah 33 yeah. and a, no, uh, is it uh one seventy seven a Bleecker street? Right, Sherlock Holmes is something something B Barker Street. Oh, really? It was always so funny that oh my god, I can't think of his name. Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, got it. It's always so funny that Benedict Cumberbatch has been both those characters with odd numbering yeah. in the both. Right. So yeah, that's Joe's Pizza is is that address. I didn't even recognize. I didn't even catch it. It's on that. the uh it's on his uh sticker. That's funny. I was like, wait a minute, hang on. Which is funny because Sony, right? They, that's got to be their little nod, like because at this point there is no Mar- there is no Marvel Cinematic there Universe. There's no MCU, yeah. But there's Sony been one doesn't terrible Doctor Str- Right, but uh, yeah, I wonder how they got away with that and then saying Doctor Strange. Well, uh, I'm. Yeah. Well, there's probably a couple things. One, one, what entity is going to go after them? I don't know where the. So my assumption is the film rights were sitting with Marvel Comics, which probably didn't care. Uh, right, they hadn't started the studio yet. Yeah, yeah they, it wasn't. Fair. You know, Doctor Strange. Listen, I think we've talked about this in the MCU movies as well. You know, Marvel studios had to start telling stories without their marquee titles dr strange was not a marquee title for marvel comics either no, so we've talked about this because they didn't have the x-men and all that so they're like well we'll take iron man whose comic book was near cancellation and cap who had kind of become a joke in the in the mcu in the in the marvel comics and thor well, and well Let's see what we can do. He was at the time. They've changed him to be. Listen, they they were the characters who were left when all the valuable ones were bought, right? Sure, but Cap for for a while was just like kind of an eye rolly. Okay, yeah, truth, you know, like even Superman would be like, "Son, you need to calm down." Well, I yeah, but now from what I've seen, how they write him now, they're they're taking a lot from what Chris Evans did to the character. Right. Which is, you know, probably it, that makes sense, right? Like that's, mm-hmm. he Why wouldn't you? revitalized, revitalized the, the character. Yeah. So, okay. So Mr. Aziz is like, you're, you're always late Parker. 
Oh, gee, I wonder why Peter Parker is always late. <laughs> I've got seven pizzas that need to go. He needs to go 44 blocks in seven minutes. <laughs> like, that's that's impossible. I had 42 blocks in seven and a half minutes, but either oh, way. 42? Yeah, okay. that, was, that was my note. But yeah, either way, that's a challenge. <laughs> that's two extra blocks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Being but, taken away. You're, those are long, and those are those are downtown blocks. Those are double the length. They're not, you know, Times Square blocks where they're a little shorter. Sure, sure, sure. So, so uh, high jinks do. <laughs> yeah, save some kids. I love the guy. The hey, he's that, that he stole Spider Man stole that kid's pizzas. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean. This this movie is sprinkled with little cameos. So you talked about Hal Sparks. This movie has got like famous people cameos all over the place. And there were a couple where I was like, I recognize you, but I think you were very popular in 2005. And then, yeah, yeah. just gone. Uh, so we're not going to read them all. But if you go no, to the no. Wikipedia page under the cast, the last paragraph in that section is basically just a list of people with cameos. And, you know, they're they're tiny, but. You go through and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Phil oh, Lamar yeah. is in here. Who is Phil Lamar? I see him. Oh, from Mad TV. in the face. Right. Oh. He is. Right. Uh, oh, no. I shot Marvin in the face. Marvin. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So, yeah, he's Marvin. He he's sure also uh, uh, Green Lantern on Justice League, yes. the animated series. See that. Um, so he saves the kids, but that makes him late for the pizza. Here's here's one that we'll point out. Bones is in yeah. this movie. She's uh, the receptionist. That is Emily uh, Deschanel. Yes, which is Zoe's sister, older sister. Yep, older sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just and like, I've dealt with these receptionists before. <laughs> And I'm not talking male, female, just the attitude. Like, yeah. you don't get by me. And it's, oh, man. Yeah, I, so he's late. So she, she not only does she not, doesn't pay him, she doesn't tip him. Which she doesn't do anything. She's like, leave bullshit. the pizzas, bye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he gets fired. Uh, and then, then, we're, then he's at, <laughs> so then we're he gets back fired. to the most cartoonish character in the movie. But also the best character. And the best character in the movie, J.K. My note is J.K. Simmons is great. This is a good edit because um, Mr. Aziz rips off the sticker. It says, I'm sorry, Parker. You're fired. Cuts to J.K. Simmons. You're fired. Yeah. Oh, that was a a pretty good J.K. Simmons. Well, it's just uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Thank God. Trust my barber. Yeah. Well, thank God. Thank God we got him in Far From Home because- how, how could you cast? How could you cast another actor in Hollywood other they than J.K. Simmons? That's why he's not in Amazing Spider-Man. They're like, we can't, I can't, we can't think of anyone else. Good. And Marvel's like, well, it's been long enough. We can use him again. Fuck yeah, yeah, that's great. And not only that, yeah. they kept it a secret. Yeah, that was. Oh. Yeah, I. We were stunned. I was like, is that what the? Like the, and it was the one-two punch of that, and then what he says next. So you're yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. "What are we doing?" I, so I'm not gonna lie. Th- this is what I'm gonna be wrestling with through this whole episode. This movie was fine to rewatch. Um, 
But the whole time I'm going, oh, I'd rather watch Far From Home or Homecoming or Civil War. Or, or I'd rather see Infinity Tom War. Holland do this script. Yeah, you know, I, I don't love I don't this know script. who I'm more I don't know who I'm more mad at or, or more disappointed in. Tobey Maguire's blank face through 90% of this movie <laughs> or Sam Raimi letting that happen and being like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't understand why they think this is a good representation of this character. Yeah. So it's the, fir- you know, to be fair, it's the first big screen representation of this character. Mm-hmm. You know, so do they have the advantage of being first in, you know, Garfield had to, play a spider-man after this and then holland you know after two priors they they at least had the benefit of whatever they were doing nobody could compare what they were doing to another spidey on the big screen so right i mean i guess they i think that might be a, that that might be a detriment because my favorites go in reverse of releases i love holland i really mm-hmm. like garfield i don't i don't care for toby's representation at all i think toby's my number two and I wonder if it's because of I, I wonder if it's because of where the movies, you know, like what the movies represented for superhero movies at the time. You know, like I might be associating that with Maguire. Yeah, I don't. I remember. I remember not loving Garfield when I saw it. Oh, Amazing Spider-Man Two is not great, but Garfield's phenomenal. Yeah, I guess he might be in. Uh, there is a strong rumor going around that Maguire, Holland. And uh, Garfield might be in uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2. I've heard that. Voices. I'd, I'd be okay with that. Sign me the fuck up. Yeah, absolutely. I will buy a ticket right now. That's right. Um, listen, here's the thing. If this was a Tom Holland one, we could go like expression by expression. I don't want to go. I don't want to go beat no. by beat through this. Are you okay no. if we if we fast forward no, a little he bit? Get, he gets fired, but then he doesn't because uh, Elizabeth Banks... <laughs> Saves right. him from getting fired. Um, yeah. And I love that her part has gone from one little, like her part gets bigger as the movies go on because she becomes more and more of a name. Sure. Like by the third one, she's, there's a whole flirting scene with, with venomized um, Peter and her mm-hmm. that I always mix with the uh, scrubs, Dr. Dr. Acula. <laughs> in my brain it goes peter parker don't stop <laughs> oh dr acula oh uh yes yeah, so well let's, let's talk about a real doctor yeah dr. connors dr. connors by a total that guy actor dylan right? baker yeah dylan baker yeah uh what's the the thing where he had some delirious Nope. Yeah. Was he in Fat Man and Little Boy? Yeah, but she with uh what's his name? From Gross Point Blank. Uh John Cusack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he in that with did would did he die from exposure to uh like the the core that went uh hot or something? No, maybe not. Maybe not. I what I well, feel like I remember ever... seeing him something where he like had some grotesque deformity happening. I thought it was like the radiation exposure from. No, it. Did you ever see Delirious? No. What is no Delirious with John Candy, where he's a soap opera writer and he hits his head and ends up in his oh, own yeah, soap yeah. opera. 
seeing that? He's the, yeah, and he keeps like making his teeth fall out and losing his hair and getting a goiter. That, the goiter, that's what I remember. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, that's it. God, he's a I total delirious. Oh my god! Yeah, do you know where he's from? Syracuse. I did not oh, know no, that. He's, yeah, he's a Syracuse guy. Yeah, holy cow! Syracuse native Dylan Baker. Dylan Baker doing a doing a decent Kurt Connors. Yeah, and again, so here's part of the problem. Like, unless they're setting it up for three, which they must not have been, then oh for four. Okay, hundred percent. Oh, okay. you've you never heard this? Oh, were they going to the, the Sinister Six? Raimi was going to do the lizard for four because he, yep. and what a great way of setting it up through three movies. And Sony's like, nah, we're not really going to do the lizard. Uh, you know what? We're, we're going to reboot this. It's going a little off the rails for what we want. So uh, you go ahead and you step away. And he's like, oh, okay. And who's the villain in Amazing Spider-Man? The fucking lizard. Oh, that's some bullshit. Well, that's some bullshit. Oh yeah. Sam Raimi has talked about it. That and the fact that he only wanted Sandman and and they spoiler alert, New Venom. Goblin yeah. to be the villains for three and which would have been fine. It yeah. would have been it's Venom that's the problem with well, there's a lot of things wrong with Spider Man three, but well Venom listen, is I hope we don't problem. pull that one tonight, because uh, I do not want to revisit that one. Yeah. So uh Peter is a student so Kurt- and doctor Oh good. Yeah, Connors pretty much just tells him he's failing his class. Um, the part where he's picking up his papers, where Peter's picking up his papers, and he gets hit in the head twice. Mm-hmm. Yep. The second one, if you listen to the audio commentary, Sam Raimi's like, that's not acting. He was actually upset. Oh, no <laughs> shit. Because it was like the fifth or sixth take of it. He's <laughs> like, do we have it yet? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, all right, uh, now... Uh, Peter arrives back at, well, it's not his home. He's not living there, but he arrives back at Aunt May's home where she has Queens, right? Little, little neighborhood in Queens. Uh, She has a birthday party planned uh, with Mary Jane and Harry in attendance. Little chit chat. Harry says that he's funding Octavius's work with nuclear fusion. And he offers to make the introduction or he agrees to make the introduction uh, from Peter to Doc Ock. Right. Because Peter is, um, Writing a paper, yeah, right, Rock. right, and Doctor Ock and Doctor Connors are friends, right? And so why, I, why didn't Doctor Connors offer that up? Be like, oh, Octavius is a friend of mine. Maybe I can get you a phone interview or something. Uh, well, because we know what Doctor Connors thinks of Peter, brilliant but lazy. So the last thing you do for brilliant but lazy is make it easier for him, right? That's good. Okay, I got it. That's good. I'll take it. Okay. Um. So yeah, nice little scene Jesus. with. Harry and James Peter. Fra- uh, it's all right. I'm not a fan of James. I, I, and I like James Franco and a lot of other things. This is the end. Is his best work. Uh, Where he's playing James Franco. Pineapple Express. No, it, this is the end. Is his best work. I don't know. I'll stand by Pineapple that. Pineapple Express is pretty goddamn good. Have you? You've seen this is the end, right? Of course I have. Okay. All right. Help me. No, you're in the hole. You're already you're gone. You're already gone. Aziz. That's right. Um, Aziz and okay. Craig Robinson. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Um, oh, how are we going to work so, that one into our next season of Patreon? I love that movie. All right. Well, we've both seen it, so we can't. If we stay on the same track. How fucking. I'm just saying. I already. Hey, if we do, I already have all three of my movies picked. Good Lord. Okay. All right. Because um, I'm a 
fucking nerd nerd all right i'm gonna change uh, it every time uh yes, right. let's talk about speaking of singing they sing happy birthday how sure. much money did sony spend on that because it was still it, um, it was unchallenged yeah warner brothers uh publishing held the rights to it yeah yeah no no the people who wrote it held the rights it had a hundred year contract on it no warner brothers did warner brothers has made they made about a mil they made some ridiculous amount of money every year from licensing happy birthday yeah i thought it was the people who wrote it no no that's why like in most things they'll sing for he's a jolly good fellow yeah no warner brothers uh, Warner or Warner Music, um, okay. which I believe is a uh, subsidiary of Warner Brothers, um, it is held the uh, publishing rights to that. And uh, I've seen a money or I've seen a, a dollar amount referenced. I want to think I want to think that I heard it was something in, in along the lines of a million dollars a year uh, for licensing that. Well, it's done now. It's public domain. Oh. Sure. Oh no! It's so, as a perfect song. The interesting thing was that happy birthday <laughs> to you. That's right. That's right. That's Anytime right. we can. Yeah. Uh, but I was just uh, when they started singing it, and they sing the whole song. Like sometimes they'll get around it by just doing the end, and I think maybe that falls under fair use. No. Um, you think they still have to pay something? Fair, fair use does not apply like that. It, it doesn't be, apply in this situation. No, if you you can you can ref you can use the material to critique it. Well, first of all, fair use is an affirmative defense, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, it's only something you're able to defend your defend against a claim of a claim of copyright infringement by using it. So it's risky because it's something that you basically have to go into court and have adjudicated. So, uh. Uh, so I was so. Are you still oh, trying? Here to it is. Out? Here it is. Uh, they were making two million. Warner Chapel was making two million dollars a year from licensing Happy Birthday. Talk about a cash fucking cow! Jesus Christ! That is the literal, the literal definition of a cash cow. Well, that's why all restaurants would sing their own version of. That's right. The Happy Birthday song. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Rockets had the best. Well, <clears throat> let's hear it. This is your birthday song. It isn't very long. <laughs> You're right. That's really good. <laughs> That's really and then, good. But, but we would be clapping and around them and all excited. And then we'd just go whoop and turn and run away. <laughs> it was like the meanest we got to be at Johnny Rockets. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Because uh, I would never go out because there were all those songs they had to sing and dance to. Like Celebration, sure, sure. My Cool in the sure, Gang. Sure, sure, All those. Um, the only things I would go out for were birthdays because I thought it was funny and mean to, <laughs> to sing that song to them. And uh, My Kind of Town by Frank Sinatra because literally you sang there. You, you sang there. You sang, You stood there, sang into a ketchup bottle, and the only thing you had to do was my kind of razzmatazz. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I'm like I can do this. I can sing this song. Uh, so I'm looking at an article 
uh, published by ArsTechnica.com from 2016 that talks about mm-hmm. uh, this was at the conclusion of the lawsuit when you know it had been um, uh, put into put into public domain. Mm-hmm. Um, they detailed some of this. So the the two million dollars a year licensing. Um, do you remember in the '90s there was a documentary Hoop Dreams? Mm-hmm. Uh, so the the filmmaker for that had to pay five thousand um, dollars to show a scene where the family of one of its main subjects sang the happy birthday song. Fuck Warner Music. Fuck them. Yeah, that that's... is some bullshit. Five thousand dollars for a documentary. But... Yeah, yeah. That's like probably a half their budget. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck them. I remember I remember watching when that was going through the courts. Uh and that's now granted Warner Music had to get some compensation because if they let that one slide, then it opens the floodgates for everyone to not make any money, and that was their cash cow. I get that side, but charge them five hundred dollars. Yeah. If it was five hundred dollars, you're like, okay, I get it. That's fine. Five thousand? No. They're bad people yeah. and they lost. So there we go. Good. Um, yeah, absolutely. So again, happy birthday. <laughs> um, now, the only the only other thing of note, I think, in this scene is, boy, Harry is not over his father's death or Spider-Man's role in his father's death. <gasps> I just remembered I have a movie theater story. Please. When I worked at Regal, they played a special trailer for this. We'll never get to the other movie, so I'll tell them both right now. Okay. For this movie, where they edited together the two times during this scene where he talks about taking pictures of Spider-Man. Because the first time, that's what he says. Taking pictures, Spider-Man. And the second time, it's taking pictures of your friend. They spliced it together. So I listened to it in an eight-hour shift. I probably heard it. three dozen times i'm not over exaggerating <laughs> and so it was taking picture of your friend spider-man I'm like it's a fucking terrible line read and then i saw the movie i'm like you split <clears throat> and the other one was we, uh, we've talked the, about how bad the people that do the uh trailer editing is right they're the worst they're the worst in that they'll either do a bad job like that or they'll make you really excited for a movie, The Phantom Menace. Yeah. And then sit through the movie and go, you motherfuckers. Or they'll give it away or they'll give the movie away in the trailer. Yeah. They're, they're the <laughs> like every Terminator movie past the first one. I got to be honest with you. I think, you know, you and I have, have boycotted a few movies trailers and I got to be honest with you. I don't feel like I've lost out on anything by missing the trailers. I mean, nope. like after the fact, I can go back and see him if I'm interested, but I. Well, I think we started it with The Last Jedi. Right, right. Because uh, Mark Hamill and Ryan Johnson came out and said, hey, unless you don't want a ginormous spoiler, I'm like, you are the true Jedis. And then I feel like we did, we stopped watching the Endgame trailers. I think we watched I'm, the first one or second one and then. First stopped. one and then I'm out. Yeah. First official trailer and then I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, because um, it, it's you only run the risk of ruining the movie for yourself. I know I'm going to see 100%. it, right? Like, yeah, I, you, you got my money. I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Um, and the other, <laughs> the other uh, movie theater story is when iRobot came out, we had a like a little featurette that played behind us. It was like three minutes, but at one point, they're talking about you know Alan Tudyk as the 
as the main robot and all this stuff. And it cuts to Will Smith. He goes, his name is Sonny. Sonny the robot. <laughs> That's and, a pretty good Will just, Smith as well. It would come up at all the time. And we would, well, you know why? Because I heard it all the time. I don't know if I could do anything else, but I can do. His name is Sonny. Sonny the robot. Because <laughs> we heard it all the time. Uh, and we would all just like, if we were quiet, you could really hear it. And it would happen when we'd all just go. Nope. I'm just going to kill myself now. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, let's see. What else is May's happening? May's going to so, lose her house. Yeah, right. Um, uh, May freaks out at Peter. Rosemary Harris is really good. She's wonderful. And, she, you know, a conversation I had with Joseph today. Uh, she is comic book accurate as what's his name? Uh, Uncle Ben was as well. Sure. Um, uh, but I got to be honest with you. I feel like I kind of like Marissa Tomei more for the, yeah. And she's, she's more like my, my favorite may is ultimate may because she is older. It, it, it's in a, um, into the spider verse. She's older, but she knows what's going on. Got it. Got she's it, got smart. It. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. The, the so the Rosemary Harris is wonderful. I don't like what, there's a few places here where May gets oddly hostile or aggressive, which d- doesn't really track for me. This is one of them where she's trying to give Peter the money, birthday the money. 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And she gets weirdly aggressive with it. Um, when he saves her, when Spidey saves her lady later, she gets a little bit standoffish. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know the reason for those choices. My favorite May moment from the comics Mm -hmm. is one time Peter came home and was so injured, he kind of passed out in the suit Mm -hmm. and May walked in and saw it, didn't freak out, just looked at him, shocked, closed the door and went and wrote a letter to the bugle saying, I'm no longer going to subscribe to your newspaper because you're so mean to Spider-Man. God bless her. God bless her. <laughs> and then wrote to the Times and the Post and said, have you thought about doing a different angle on Spider-Man? He is trying to help. I was like, that's really sweet. Holy shit. This is genius. Because, of course, that's what she would do. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I mean, look that's at Marissa good. Tomei. Marissa Tomei is like in Peter's court for that's right. for being Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, then we have this scene with Peter and MJ. It, it mirrors the scene from the first one. There's yeah. a therapy joke. Did you yeah. catch it? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing, seeing somebody. Someone. Oh, good. Uh, therapy the is in. Yeah. No, oh, I'm yeah. dating someone. Is is Peter a moron? <laughs> like, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was this a situation where the that only your brain and your penis can have the same amount of blood? <laughs> was it that again? Did that happen? Got it. Got it. Uh, Mr. Uh, then we have Mr. Uh, Dikovich. Dikovich, yeah. Who's in D- all Ditkovich. three? Of- Ditkovich, excuse me. No, he's not in the first one because Peter is living with Harry. He's only in this one in three. Got it, got it, he's, got it, got it. He's rent. Yeah. Rent? He, yeah, he's almost, mm, he's, he's almost problematic for me. He's almost a stereotype of the Jewish landlord. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he borders on it, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, eh, I don't. I mean, I gotta be honest. I also don't know what, especially he when he says, "I have ears like 
whatever he says, and eyes like rat. I'm like, oh, you mean like a Jewish rat? Yeah, Holy yeah shit. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, you know, we established that Peter's kind of scraping by, but we already kind of knew that because, um, uh, what's her name, Betty Brant. Yeah, um, it goes to give him the money, and he, yeah, he a, gives the voucher, and it doesn't cover the the advance advance he got last time. So I guess the landlord's there to just underscore that you know Peter's barely scraping by, but eh, I don't love I don't love the what they do there. You know who I love is his daughter, who is not Lauren Lapkus, not Lauren Lapkus, but boy, it looks like her, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. She's. So I'm, I'm gonna get her. Do you? I can't say her. I don't know her name. No, I can't do it. Magina Tova. Um, yeah, sure. She is probably best known. She has a recurring role on The Librarians, which is an. She, yes, she is the librarian. I'm sorry, not the librarians. Sorry, wrong one. She is the librarian in The Magicians, which is an oh. adaptation of. It's basically a. It's basically a mature Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I never watched it, but when you said librarians, I was like, "Ooh, Noah Wiley! Ooh, uh, Jonathan Frakes! I'm excited now." Yeah, oh. Sorry, yeah, nope, sorry, did that wrong, did that wrong. That's probably her biggest credit, and certainly a long uh, recurring. The, these, I, I don't know, because she's in three also. So, oh yeah, she is in three. So I'm uh, wondering if it's if she's more known for these. And I was going to be like, you know, people, because Lauren Lapkus has talked about it on podcasts that people mistake her for this. Oh, really? Yeah. But I'm like, she wasn't even active because Lauren is like 28, I think. But she was. She had just moved to L.A. in 2005. Hmm. I looked up her filmography. She'd done like a student film. Okay. So this could have been Lauren Lapkus. Yeah, sure. Um, But let's jump to the to one of the best characters in this movie. Dr. Otto Octavius. Well, yes, that too, but we're not, we're not there yet. Yeah. Uh, so Pete and it, Pete and uh, Dr. Octopus, like this is the best James Franco is in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Nobel prize. And <laughs> I love, I love Oscar asshole. Molina as Otto Octavius. Alfred, Alfred Molina. <laughs> it's, it's Yeah. Um, Oscar's brother Alfred. I am a you know where, huge you know fan. where he's from. He's from <laughs> Afghanistan. You motherfucker it says it right there in the title. Yeah, I don't no, know where Alfred I got Molina. Oscar. I don't know where it must have been. All the O's. It must have been on hey, an O trip. You want you want a fun little bit of trivia about Alfred Molina? Please. You know what his first movie role was without was looking? It, was it um, the Alien movie, the one where with uh, the hot chick? No. Natasha Henstridge. Give me the idol. I'll give you the whip. Right. Yes. He is the guy that betrays Indy. That's right. Mm-hmm. What did he do between like, cause he had a, he had a big resurgence in the. He was in Frida, 90s. which is what mm-hmm. got him this. Sam Raimi's wife was watching Frida and it's like, I found your Dr. Octopus. Um, which Oscar I don't know Molina. how you. I, Oscar Molina. I don't know where. That's oh ridiculous. my God. Uh, yeah. He was in Maverick. You know that he has 202 credits, actor credits? Holy shit. He also has a Tony nomination. He was Tevya in um, 
fiddling on the roof. So clearly, oh yeah. So there's no break. His uh Do you know that he is also British? No, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. So he has a couple things before Raiders of the Lost Ark. His first credit is a TV series, The Losers, which I'm guessing is a British because his character's name was Nigel in 78. And then yeah, Raiders in 81. But then you start going through that. So the guy's working minute. every year. I was still right. I said his first movie credit. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is that's how far back it goes. I'm just yeah. I'm amazed. Like the guy never stopped working. Holy cow. And any gaps in his in his uh, filmography, you could probably go and see that he was doing a play. I mean, a the guy's yeah. a phenomenal actor. He so I do remember him in Maverick, which is a wonderful movie. By oh the way, oh my god, so um, good! And I'm scrolling through here, and I totally forgot. And as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh my god, he is, and of course he's uh, a key figure in one of the best scenes in Boogie Nights. He's the drug dealer that they try to rob. Rahad is, yeah. He weirdly always gets, um, uh, like Middle Eastern, Mexican, like ethnic. And he's like he's a generic I, person of color, right? Like, but that's, he's not. He's right. a white dude from England. <laughs> he's talked about it in podcasts. He's like, it's absolutely fascinating. I well, you know what? Maybe his, his mother. His parents, uh, his mother's Italian, his father's Spanish. So, okay, he's got a little Spanish in him. Okay, yeah, but, but it's just kind of yeah. like, guys, remember when we were more problematic with our casting? <laughs> <laughs> but holy cow, yeah, the guy does not. Oh, he, in the Harley Quinn TV series, he's the voice of Mister Freeze. Twenty twenty. Yeah. No one's going to top the guy from the Batman the Animated Series. Have you ever heard him? No, he's the one that is the just straight up like at one point he's like a frozen head, right? In the That's in Batman Beyond. Yeah. Oh, but, okay. Oh, but, but yeah, he but did. He prior did to that, it's got the lines the... like this, and he never changed his pitch. And you're just like, Oh, that is chilling. Like to the <laughs> point where uh this is all getting cut, but Andrea Romano, uh the fantastic voice director at the time. Oh yeah, yeah she would he would read a line go too much less and they, and he would have to read it again no kidding mm-hmm. so he was always like pulling him back or she was always pulling him back. so oh we can't forget in the peter and dr octopus scene who else is introduced and that is the wonderful donna murphy so should i know who she is she was mother gothel entangled and that's all you need to know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's a big Broadway actress, right? She sure is. She was the witch in when they did Into the Woods in Central Park a couple of years ago. Oh, do you like her because she's in Star Trek Insurrection? No, because Star Trek Insurrection is a terrible movie. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen Insurrection? Which one? The Briar Pratch, the, the, the people who live on the planet and it makes them all younger and. No. Picard does salsa dancing at one point. No, it's bad. No, it's not great. No, it's no hard pass. Yeah, it's oh, it's um, yeah. So she's she's uh, uh, Doctor Octavius's wife. Yeah. They talk about how Doctor Octavius wooed her with poetry. So of course, next scene, Peter is 
just eating up all the poetry he can. And in the back of my head, I'm like, don't you have a paper that's overdue? Yeah. Listen, like priorities. priorities. Super duper overdue. <laughs> that's right. Um, like, doesn't Dr. Connor say you're overdue on the extension I gave you? Peter, write the fucking paper. Yeah. You know, he's got, he's got stuff on his mind. You know, this is a Peter in the real world. School's not the biggest thing. Um, how about the science, science, science that happens when Octavius is explaining, let's just cut to the chase. It's a, it's a nuclear fusion reactor that will create what we thought the Tesseract was going to bring us, right? Like unlimited renewable energy, cheap power for everyone. It's going to change the world. I, uh, my note literally is science, science, science. That's right. That's what mine is as well. That's what mine I'm is like, well. I'm not writing this down. Yep. Um, if we really want to put it in the episode, we'll just have Alfred say it. That's right. Not Oscar. So Peter prepares to go to Mary Jane's play. He's committed that he's going. Um, he he has this really nice, really sweet montage where he's getting ready. We, we see him open his closet. There are literally two items hanging in the closet, the Spider-Man suit and his regular suit. Mm-hmm. He chooses this will be mirrored suit. again in Spider-Man 3. Oh, I don't know. I've, I've wiped that from my well, mind. Well, well no. it'll get uploaded again. Oh, great. Um, but really sweet scene. He chooses. And of course, we know it's not going to happen. He doesn't make it to the play. He's no. almost run over by a uh, speeding car. Some stunt bad guys. Performed, stunt performed by Tobin Maguire. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because he and Sam Raimi agreed that it should be him just so they don't have to try and cover his face. It looks really good. I'll say this. The action sequences, the CGI for a 16-year-old movie looks good. The CGI, well, you know that the the tentacles are 80% practical. Uh. When they're when they're not in action sequences, when they're, when they're when they're like talking to him and doing all this stuff, sure. that's all puppetry. Like when they're ripping bank vaults open, no, sure, that's sure, not. sure, no, no, but, right. And, and and when they fight, then Spidey and Otto are both CGI. Yeah, that's pretty clear. It's pretty clear, that, but it's the not, worst is the bank vault door. Like uh, I was like, holy crap, this looks like something from. 1993 i think i think you're being unfair there i think that we are a little bit jaded by what we have today that is not bad that's not bad for almost 20 years ago everything else looks great it just that one thing i went yikes they skimped on the rendering of this one well i i think given the time i think uh the special effects look pretty good i think they hold up so he doesn't make it to the show in time and who stops him from going in Bruce Campbell. Bruce groovy motherfucker Campbell, I, who was being set up by this, his character in Spider-Man 1, and then who he plays in Spider-Man 3 to be yep. the other villain in Spider-Man 4, which was? Mysterio. Oh, my God. That would have been great. Yeah. Yeah. No but disrespect to Jake Gyllenhaal, because he's fantastic. Sure. But Bruce Campbell, uh, look, you put Bruce Campbell in the scene. Bruce Campbell was the best part of, uh, what was that TBS or USA series? Burn Notice. Burn Notice. He was the, that was a great show, but he was the best thing on it. Never watched it. 
Oh, it's never got into it. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good. Oh yeah, but anytime Bruce Campbell shows up in something, I'm like, oh, he, you know, he does the the narration for the video game. Does he really? Oh yes, yeah. I remember that. I remember that because I think I think it Christian is. had the video game, and because uh, yeah. I always remember in the first one, it's like, so what you want to do is press this button and it'll make you go hop. Yeah, come on, press it. Do a little hop. <laughs> like, I love oh, Bruce Campbell. He's, he's such a Bruce Campbell moment. Yeah, he's the best. Uh, but Peter doesn't make it in. Um, so as he sits outside, the the play ends. Theater opens up. He sees Mary Jane come out of the stage door. And as he's almost ready to go up to her, her friend shows up. Motherfucker. <gasps> well, th- th- so the friend that leaves, the female co-star that we, we met, mm-hmm. she's somebody. She is somebody. Um is that Van- that's Louise? Yeah. Vanessa Ferlito. Oh. Oh, I think she's one of the she's in Death Proof. Ooh. She is also she's got a lot of TV credits. Um Julie and Julia. Medea goes yeah. to jail. Death proof. Descent. Grindhouse. She's in both? Oh wait, Grindhouse is the name of Well, no, those are when well, they're put together. Yeah, right? yeah, yes, yes. Because it's yes. Death Proof and uh, mm, Planet Terror. No, uh, in hmm. So yeah, when de- they're so, w- well, Death she has different is... she has different character names. Oh, under the under the movie Death Proof, she's credited as Arlene. Under uh-huh. Grindhouse, she's credited as Butterfly in the segment Death Proof. So I'm not sure about that. Oh, that's um, weird. Well, she doesn't I don't have like the, that at all. She's got she's probably got more TV credits. There's something I recognized her because when she showed up, I'm like, oh, yeah, her Wall Street money never sleeps. Did you see that? The sequel to Wall Street? No, that yeah, was that uh, was during my I don't like Shia LaBeouf phase anymore. That was wasn't that during everyone's I don't like Shia LaBeouf. Phase. Yeah. <laughs> I've come around. Have you watched Peter Butter Falcon yet? Yeah, that was great. That was great. Oh, that kid was so good. Yes, he really was. He really was. So good. With uh, Jake the Snake. Peter Butter Falcon. Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. Is the wrestler. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, but uh, what's his name? Um, the uh, His hero. The Cajun, the Cajun redneck. Or the Cajun cowboy. What? Yeah, um, it's um, Thomas Hayden Church. Yes, is fucking wonderful. It's so good. The movie, the movie was so good. It's TSPHC Army. If you haven't, if you're looking for something in this, hopefully near the end of our quarantine time, yeah, go on to Amazon. It's there under Prime for free. Yeah, Saltwater Redneck. That's who he is. Saltwater. Saltwater. (laughs) I watched that on my last. Oh, I think. I think either on my way down or my way back, uh, the trip where I went to see Joey and Chuck, mm-hmm. I watched that on the plane. One of those directions. Yeah. It's so Dakota good. Johnson. Oh, she's, I love her. She's delightful. Um, so <laughs> let's see what else the, the Spider-Man swinging. I mean, again, it looks great every time it's right out of the comics. They perfectly get that feel. Um, but this is one of the things I don't like with this movie, with the script of this movie. It goes back to the trope that we've talked about. We definitely talked about it in Iron Man 3, the trope of 
you reach a point where you have to start taking things away from the hero so you can still challenge him, right? Um, in this one, he, for no explanation that's ever explored or explained, begins to lose his powers. It starts with his well, web it, fluid. It's explained with that doctor scene, but it's explained as a giant steaming pile of bullshit. That, uh, yeah, well, yes. If if that's the explanation, that's a... Yeah, hands yeah, down. It's it's terrible. It's so. I feel I like just, that's something that was in a draft that didn't get enough focus on rewrites. Like they mm-hmm. like they went with it, and they they should have. You could have made something out of that, but where they what went into the finished product is not good enough. And I had to explain to the Bean she was still watching this point when he goes to shoot his web and it doesn't come out. I'm like, oh right. So this Spider-Man shoots the web out of his body and she goes, no, it was absolutely right. Like at the end, when Mary Jane's laying on him, like that came out of his body. That's his cum. That's his cum. He's a teenage boy. He has covered his room. That's right. Oh my God. (laughs) And, and again, we, we talked about it in Spider-Man one, but the only reason it is that way is because Sam Raimi has said that, when he was 16, if he couldn't have created that, Peter Parker couldn't have. I'm like, uh, fucking ego much? Yeah. Th- I-, I gotta be honest with you. I had actually forgotten that the movies had just done that. And I said, oh, he's out of web fluid. Like, he's got it. Mm-hmm. Like, he he's didn't restock a- his yep. cartridge. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't love that. So that whole, this whole bit that'll run through it. Uh, I don't, I don't love that. This storyline. Um, so, well, uh, we're at the the experiment. Everyone's excited. Uh, of course, the oh, wait, experiment goes uh, wrong. Step back. There's a oh. there's there's a lot of little Easter eggs in this that I like. Uh, before we get to the experiment, we get a nice little Easter egg that goes all the way back to Spidey's origin. So uh, he is in class. He's in Doctor Connor's class. He's taking notes, and we kind of pull back from watching Connor's lecturing. We pull back to where Peter's sitting, and we see his notebook and. Excuse me. The notes kind of progress from taking notes on the lecture to to. he's worried about Dr. Ock. He loves MJ. And then it kind of ends with a Spider-Man doodle that is squarely in the style of the Steve Ditko Spider-Man. I did have that note. I was just going to skip over it. But yeah, Yeah. that's not the first or last Easter egg in this movie. And I really appreciated every time I saw one. I was like, oh, I like that. And that's not the last time we're going to see the nod to that, you know, Peter's uh, spidey sense goes off and half his face becomes Mm Spider-Man. It is done perfectly in Homecoming. Sure. That's right. Um, We we missed an Easter egg. We missed the busker on the street who's singing the Spider-Man theme song. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, radioactive Spider-Man. Yeah, that's really good. It's a web. Uh, and then, yeah. So then let's uh, jump ahead to the experiment, right? They're like everything's going to be fine there. Nothing's going to go wrong. These Except. arms like bolt into his spinal column. Oh, yeah. So this is where I think we, I really started losing the bean. She was like, did those just go into his back? I said, they went to his spine <laughs> to be more specific. <laughs> That's right. So that happens. And Joe looks over at me. He's like, yeah, that's going to be okay. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> nothing yep, bad ever going to happen. No, no, because no, he's got the uh, inhibitor. He's chip. got a chip. Here, let me show you this chip. It's it's uh, Chekhov's chip. It's going to be it's totally 100% fine. One hundred percent Chekhov's chip. Yeah. Uh, uh, so of course the, the experiment goes well. Uh, they win the Nobel Prize and, and movie. movie. <laughs> oh wait, nope. <laughs> That's right. Some serious shit happens. Oh. Um, could 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 Donna Murphy's death be any more melodramatic? It yeah. It, so and this is also the point where I started counting how many women. How many women scream in a close-up? <laughs> yeah. Todd, I lost count. I stopped I'll, I'll being bet. able to count. Uh, you know, I think it's, this for me, this is the scene where if you forgot that Sam Raimi... Now, I'll say, I'm a fan of Sam Raimi. I'm happy he's coming on board for Doctor Strange 2, but he uh, had... I am not. I Yep. But he clearly has a very distinctive visual style of movie making. He sure and is. I think it doesn't really show up until this scene for me, like yeah. the way things fall and the camera is the point of view and uh, these, and he these really like this horrifying whole chunk of this whole chunk of the movie is very Raimi from this to the, uh, the, the surgery terrifying. is a hundred percent Raimi. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I left. I, I, you know what? That's when I left, we watched that and Danny kind of leans over and goes, can we not? I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll go upstairs. I'm sorry. I, uh, I had completely forgotten. And also on the Spider-Man 2.1, there's an extra like 10 seconds of that. It's longer. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. You don't need to make that. There's though there is a nice Evil Dead nod in there with the chainsaw. With the chainsaw, yeah, yeah. Clearly, I'm like, who's um, Ash? I, you know, I like. Um, I really like, and this is the this is the the part that makes me sad. There's a lot to like about this movie. So, un- this, this section is not to be liked. No, and you know, at the time that this movie was made, and historically, and up until recently, um, I would suggest that Doc Ock is one of the buffoon villains in the Spider Verse, right? Not anymore, but not yeah, anymore because this, this whole this mind switching yep. thing, yeah, but. Oh he, yeah, Superior Spider Man can go suck a bag of dicks. I, I, I never, I thought that was stupid. Sure, sure, sure. But he has a different place in the comics today than he did when you and I were reading them, right? Fair, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, absolutely. But they do a lot of. Uh, so, I am hopeful that we will eventually get a good Doctor Doom in the MCU. But mm-hmm. the level of hubris that Octa- Otto Octavius has in this movie is close to what a comic accurate doom should be they do that very well Mm -hmm. i like i other than a little bit grotesque but the other than the the uh needles the needles going into his spine i like the fact that the arms have artificial intelligence to enhance what he's doing like all of this is really smartly put together Except at the end when he's literally arguing with them. And well, one of the, that, one of the, I'm okay with it until the one goes. It's like it, it gets a little goofy. Did it just did it just fair. hiss at him? What, what the fuck are we doing? Um. So as you said, things go poorly. There's a big explosion. Uh, next, we've got emergency services there. Harry is channeling his inner Joe Exotic. He will never <laughs> financially recover from this. I'll never financially recover from this. That bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> uh, 
I'm uh, gonna get that bitch Carol Baskin. And if of that's course, the last thing I do, Harry blames Carol. I mean, Peter. I mean, Spidey. That's right. <laughs> I mean, that's right. Um, so <laughs> another thing I pointed out. Uh, so the paramedics are morons because they bring Donna Murphy down, uncovered, and then cover up before they put her in the ambulance. I'm like, that. That's not how you do it. They don't leave dead bodies. Don't leave yeah. the scene of their death uncovered. <laughs> Well, she wouldn't leave the scene. She would still be there while they did all the crime scene investigation because she's a body. I think that's happened, but she also would be in a body bag, not in a blanket. Sure. Covering her. Sure. Yes. hundred percent. So we are in J. John James's office. They're trying to figure out a good name for him. This is the Dr. Strange drop. My question during this scene, Robbie says something about Spider-Man doing good and he looks directly at peter oh does this robbie know that i didn't i didn't i didn't read it that way but i but i remember what you're talking about that's oh, yeah that's so so whatever he says i'll i'll reenact it just for us so that he's yeah. like yeah spider-man's really good yeah and you're just kind of like and 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 so, then the reaction is peter being like so there's a know? so there's a second so then there's two places in this movie that make you go who else knows who Spider-Man is the scene with Peter's doctor later Oh yeah that doctor 100% knew he was Spider-Man But yeah that it just feels it felt oddly out of place that didn't that didn't work for me that didn't work um, No you know who that guy is right Uh the I doctor at, Yeah he um he's Sam Raimi's brother other oh, I'm... He's not Ted. He's another brother. Oh, I thought uh, I must have. I must have mapped him back to a different. That's not Doc. No, no, Doctor. That's Greg Edelman, Doctor Davis. He's he's not a he's not. Wait a, a minute, Greg Edelman. No, Greg Edelman, Doctor Davis. G R E G G. <laughs> you know what Greg Edelman's from? Who? Wait, your your computer's breaking up. What? Oh, sorry, I because I opened a thing. He don't, is don't from. Even... Wait, he is <laughs> not not from Howard the Duck. Nope, he is it's from not... your favorite musical of all time, seventeen seventy six. Oh. He, he is Rutledge. He sings uh, the best cares? song in the show that, uh, about the Triangle Trade. Who I, gives I, I, a wait shit? A minute. What? Not, hang on, I gotta look it up. So, so that he's credited as Doctor Davis. So that's got to be him. I, I'm looking at other doctors. Yeah, no, actor Spider Man too. He was married to Carolee Carmelo. I don't know who that is. <laughs> she was in. Never mind. I'm not going down that rabbit hole with you. Oh, he was on uh, the marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah, I don't see the other. Ra- I, I I'm aware that Ra- Sam Raimi has a couple brothers he uses, but Ted's the only other one in this. 
man, for the longest time, I thought that was the other brother. Oh. Huh. Huh. Well, what do you know? All okay. right. Uh, so, Doc Ock, um, in, in a nice idea that just... I, it doesn't really go anywhere. So, uh, you mean the idea from Dark Man? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm going yes. to steal yeah. some equipment to be well, able oh, to no, no, I meant... write the wrong that has been passed on to me. No, Come no, on. no. It's I meant the uh, fucking plot of Dark Man. No, I'm I. Uh, so I guess not a plot point, but more of the um, more of the psychological aspects, right? Like the it's almost like. Um, the damage to the inhibitor chip, it's almost like the the, ar- the arms are feeding his id, right? Like oh, his, yeah, 100%. His, yeah. his core instincts without any constraints on them. Um, he, and again, hubris, he's he's almost Shakespearean level uh, pride or uh, almost mm-hmm. Greek uh, level pride. Um, will stop at nothing to to redo his experiment even larger, right? Like he is, he's this megalomaniac genius at this point. Sure. Um, so uh, Doc Ock is at a bank, which just so happens to be the bank that May has taken Peter to. She's trying to um, do some, get some kind of a loan to save her house. And who's that loan officer? Joel McHale. <laughs> Star of... The comedy that a lot of people are apparently watching right now. Uh, the t- the bonus episode of Tiger King. Oh my god, so good! Right, um, but I my note is just Joe McHale to question marks. I was like, oh my god, I forgot Joe McHale was yeah. in this movie. I, it's everyone like the number of cameos in this movie. This might be one of the the most populated cameo movies. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, fight Question, happens. Oh, good. Where before the fight? Where where did Doctor Octopus get that uh, costume? Costumes are us. <laughs> How? Yeah. Uh, He's nude. <laughs> again. So when when the because he's got the 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 uh, blanket draped over him. Mm-hmm. And then, what? <laughs> yeah, you you know you know what I what I liked about the Doctor Octopus in the movie is I liked that the goggles are clearly there because he's working. He needs eye protection as he's manipulating the reaction. Like a lot of the things, he's never wearing them. He's wearing sunglasses the rest of the time, but he's never wearing the protective glasses like Doctor Horrible. For no reason, they're always a, a they're always a practical thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This. I mean, um, I, I don't know. It, like, this is one of those ones where I feel like you can't look too closely at the at the logic inside. Like the internal logic doesn't even hold up that well. The external logic doesn't hold up. May wins this fight for Spider Man. <laughs> she distracts him. To be fair, she distracts him. She hits him upside the head with an umbrella. That would distract it's, him. Oh, my God. Listen, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's Back good. in 2005, I was angry about it. I still haven't forgiven it. I just <laughs> might be one. Now, 
I have read trivia that Rosemary Harris had a blast shooting all these stunts. Really? It's all her. Yeah. She just thought, I mean, she probably never got to do this stuff in her younger career. So yeah, good for her. But then I read that Alfred Molina hated doing his own stunts because he thought it belittled the professionalism of stunt people. Having actors do their own stunts. Sure. Props to Alfred Molina. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Um, we got to move it along here because we're. <laughs> we, I got it. Again, so I'm we loving have our the Stan, conversation. <laughs> we have our Stan Lee cameo. We do. We do. But at this, this might point, be his smallest one. It's, oh my God. Like if you blink, he's gone. You see him for mm-hmm. a split second. Well, he was supposed to be the guy at the beginning with the, oh my God, Spider Man just stole that guy. But timing wise, I couldn't get him to New York. Got it. Got it. Um. Uh, so the, the so yeah, I'll say this. How, about, how about the fight though? Let's. So first, we have a small fight. Or, yeah, we have a really small fight when the accident goes wrong. But this is but the first big fight. But but that's just kind of Octavius trying to stop Spider Man. This Shh. is Doc Ock versus Spider Man. That's fair. This is a great fight. Sure is. Yeah. Yeah. It's it stands up. It's it it's it's well done. You know, uh, one of my favorite things that Spider Man will do is use his surroundings to uh, to help with the fight. He's throwing money bags at him. He's yeah. doing the web bombs. I mean, we we get to see a lot of fun stuff. Joseph was thought it was hilarious that that they were throwing bags of gold coins. Joe's like, <laughs> they don't have bags of gold coins. Like he just couldn't get over this idea. Apparently, in in the novelization. I read that these were uh, retrieved from a sunken uh, pirate ship. I'm like, so, somebody really wanted to were. fix that. Sure, yeah. sure, of course. Well, that is not what movie novelizations do: is fix the things we go, huh? What? That's why they come out later. They wait for the internet to bitch and go. That's no, no. Right. See, if you That's read the right. novelization, That's it right. makes sense now. No, it, it still does not make That's sense. Right. So, uh, good fight, but Peter. Um, Peter ends up, or Spidey saves Aunt May, which mm-hmm. she takes umbrage with, while Doc yeah, I still don't like away. you. Yeah, that's right. Um, Peter is then at a reception at uh, the uh, what is the name of that planetarium? Uh, they go the, to I fucking been to that planetarium. The Rose something. It, it's uh, it, it's run by it's, Neil. Is DeGrasse, that an right? actual? Is it an actual? Planetarium? Sure is. I don't know about the interior shots, but that exterior is a real planetarium in New York. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I went I, I went to the opening of it. Oh. And I'm just looking to see if it's yeah, I don't see a reference to it. Um, so Joan uh JJJ has hired Peter to take photos at a big cherry event that's happening. His son, the astronaut, <laughs> is uh going to be there. And of course, Peter, as we know, is desperate to make a buck or two. So, of course, he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, Peter sees Captain John Jameson uh, coming down the stairs, uh, arm in arm with, of course, Mary Jane. That's her <sighs> boyfriend. Son of a bitch. Uh, Harry slaps Peter. Harry is an angry drunk. Wow. But he slaps him. All three times he does it, I'm like, close your fist, man. Come on. Harry's a Harry's a Nancy boy. He's a Nancy boy. <laughs> Even the knife he 
even when he's going to stab Spider-Man, like it's this, it's this theatrical ornate dagger, right? Like, right. He, Harry doesn't know he's, he's got soft hands. He's never worked a day in his life. So, uh, end of the scene is, um, Joe, uh, or rather JJ announces that Joe has just asked, um, Mary Jane to marry him. She said, yes, Peter leaves ejected. He is again, flipping, uh, whipping through new york he loses it again um a thing to point out here is though live action spidey's jaw doesn't move apparently computer generated does because <laughs> he loses it, he goes oh no but the jaw moved and i was like <laughs> one or the other folks right right um yeah so again it's not really well there, there's so the doctor, I guess I I don't love the scene with the doctor. It's a I don't little love the scene with. I don't love that scene, but I do love the scene between MJ and her friend. It was a good scene. Oh yeah, you know I remember that happening. I started to take that's a note not and it was in over. the theatrical. Got it. Got it. None of that scene is in the theatrical. That's but it's a good scene of her being like, "Well, do, does he do all these things? Do you actually love this person?" Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert, she does not. <laughs> uh, so the scene with the doc is okay. Then we've got this odd dream sequence where Uncle Ben is sitting in Danny Zuko's car from the end of Greece as they're Oh, flying. no. Do you know that that car is Sam Raimi's car? Oh, it's oh, in his all car of his movie. from Darkman. Yeah, you talked about. Of course. It's a it dark is. man. It's, a, it's the one they take to the woods. And yeah, yeah. It's an Oldsmobile something but he's it's in all of his movies that's right i i remember when we did dark man uh yeah and then yeah. that's uncle ben's car in the first in the first and movie. it's in the park it's parked in the driveway when peter goes there to uh of to, for his birthday yep. yeah it's always in his movies yeah um you know again <sighs> it's a little heavy-handed but I'm nope. okay with him saying the name of the comic that he recreates the iconic picture of at the end of this uh han solo and ben solo <laughs> like i'm go i'm sitting there in this and also in rise of skywalker i'm like this is just you arguing with yourself yeah yeah like when when all the stuff in in rise of skywalker i'm like he's not a force ghost are you this is all fucking you are you suggesting that that's not a great movie it's a flawed movie. I still enjoy it, but there are parts of it that I'm just like, that's the biggest one. I'm like, time out. So <laughs> Ben right. is just arguing with himself right now. So uh, you're right. So he says the title of the iconic, uh, the amazing Spider-Man number 50, which came out in July of 67. Spider-Man the, no more. Saying it, I'm okay with. What I absolutely flat out love the visual Easter egg, if you're watching the extended version, it's around one hour, 10 minutes and 40 seconds. It is, you could freeze frame it. And that is the panel from the comic. It's 100%. got the Spidey costume kind of half hanging out of a garbage can as Peter's walking away down the alley. It's a perfect recreation. It's just kind of ruined by the fact that he keeps going, I'm Spider-Man no more. Well, yes. The I'm voiceover doesn't add to it. No more. And, I'm Spider. I'm like, did they forget to cut it off? Was like, was to did Toby come into the studio? I was like, I'll give you three, and then I'm gone. 
and they forgot to cut it off. <laughs> like he just needs to say it once. Or you see, sometimes when you're editing, it just the material you can't <laughs> you cut it anywhere. It's just leave it all you in. Son right. of a bitch. <laughs> um, so we go from uh some audio <laughs> dialogue that doesn't work to some audio that does work. The wonderful mm. BJ Thomas, raindrops keep falling on my head. He's almost skipping, right? 100%. And he also, uh, uh, so much like you, Tobin Maguire is a vegan. Uh, who's a vegan? I'm not a vegan. You, I buddy. just eat like a vegan. Oh, Lord. I can hear Chuck's eye roll right now. <laughs> the hot dog that he eats is a tofu dog. Oh, I've got those in the fridge. I I'm haven't sure tried them yet, but Joe likes them. Um, so, yeah, the, the only thing that's a problem here is the weird freeze frame. Yeah, the, I thought I thought my I thought the disc stuttered for a second. <laughs> no, nope, I was like, no, just... the audio's going. Oh, man, that is bad stuff right yeah. there. But everything's coming up roses for Peter, right? Like he's it's it's all coming into place. We have uh, a <clears throat> excuse me. We have a brand new scene. J. John Jameson in the fucking spider suit. Oh, well, to which. He, yeah, well, not yet, not yet. Uh, first, a garbage man comes. So, uh, oh, Betty announces That's... that a garbage man ha- has something for him, right? And of course, Peter threw the costume in the in a garbage can. The garbage man recovered it and is willing to sell it to J. Jonah Jameson. You're who, right. Of course, and that it. garbage man is a that guy actor, also. I mean, just, yeah, he's they're not, everywhere. He's not the guy that has the nystagmus. I thought it was him. No, but it's not he's a, not. Um, it's, Bri- it's Briscoe. Oh, Briscoe. Uh, Brent Briscoe. He's totally that guy actor. He's been in a ton of shit. He usually plays these kind of kind of questionable. Yeah. Yeah. Or are questionable. Like that should have gone to the authorities or somebody not to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, he's dead. Did you see that? He passed away relatively young. He was. 56 he fell wow Uh, he fell that led to internal bleeding and heart complications that resulted in his death in 2017 the age of 56 wow yeah and as we record this we lost a great fred willard today oh that's so sad Uh, he is the best best part of so many christopher guest movies for me like i just he's he's the best part of so many movies movies yeah 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 100%. 100%. Ron, I'm going to have to fire you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to fire you. Ron, do you even know what you just said? <laughs> All right. Uh, I need to pee. So Go ahead. Want to let this run and we'll... Mm-hmm. The Storyteller Series is a podcast bringing back classic radio theater, featuring engaging storytelling delivered to you monthly. From narrated tales to character-driven stories performed by multiple voice actors, all will bring you on an audible journey. Join us at StorytellerSeriesPodcast.com or wherever you get podcasts. Oh, hi. Oh, hello. So, so yeah, Spidey has this stupid, stupid thing with the with the doctor who apparently is not <laughs> related to Sam Raimi. Oh, that, oh, um, you stepped way back. J. Jonah Jameson bought the costume. The garbage man comes in. Yeah, we never talked about. The, I'm I'm catching us up in actual movie. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, but we already we did the 
the dream sequence with Uncle Ben, the raindrops falling on my head. Oh, you know what? No, you know what the next thing is? The fire. Let's talk about that. Fire in the building. Yeah. So. Uh, well. Well, there's the scene with, so there's the scene with May and Peter at Uncle Ben's grave, and May shares that she is carrying around all of this guilt for Ben's oh, death. Oh, right. Yeah, that's kind of important, I guess. Yeah. I mean, again, there, there's pieces in here that, that oh, hold on, hang on one second. P.L. is peeing. We'll be right back. Sorry about that. Ha. She's a pain in the ass. How's the hamster a... doing? Guinea pig? Gerbil. What is no, it? You were right the first time. It's just, I, yeah. don't, I don't know. He's alive. He's over there. He's fine. <laughs> He's running on his wheel now. Got it. Okay. Right. So the fire. Yes. A, a, a small child lifts a grown man. Off of a ledge? It's, Come on. Yeah, so to, to frame this perfectly and really kind of tracking against that comic book story from the from 67, um, as a result of, of, well, it doesn't make sense if you think about it, but it's implied <laughs> that because Spider-Man went away, crime is up 75%. Now, uh-huh. Spider-Man would have to be like, three Batmans to be responsible for that much crime reduction, unless it's like the, the idea that Spider-Man is out there is preventing crime as opposed to like, which him is, a, which is him. the same idea with that man, which we discussed yeah, but, in dark Knight. Yeah. But, but Spider-Man is not that <laughs> he's not, the dark Avenger. not that, but also Spider-Man's not that established. We're only like Two years, two years in, Spider Man. Yeah. yeah, but but th- that's what happened in the comic book story. In the comic books, um, the kingpin goes on a crime spree, and Peter sure. realizes he's got to return. That the the city needs Spider Man. So as he, as he sees a Daily Bugle uh, headline, it says crimes up over seventy five percent. He hears a commotion, turns around, and there's a building on fire. So Peter, of course, rushes in to rescue a kid who's trapped on the second floor. But that kid turns out to be the Green Goblin. Oh, wait, yeah. no, that was the first movie. That was the first movie, right. Oh, the, you know, he Peter tries to break down the door to this apartment and with his shoulder and he bounces off. There, I do not like this depowering yeah. of Spider-Man. Yeah, so he's completely depowered? I just It's dumb. I mean, long story short, he saves this little girl, brings her to her... Uh, family even though he can barely get out of there um, but while um, one firefighter is giving him oxygen and kind of praising him as a hero uh, mm-hmm. he hears another fighter firefighter tell uh, the first one that there was someone who was trapped up on the fourth floor and that person didn't make it so peter of course feels all of that guilt yeah that was a pretty pretty intense scene there yeah yeah so yeah then uh may gives him a pep talk he tries Henry, to a kid from across the street. <laughs> oh my god! What, who is this kid? Is and I'm like, I remember in 2005, I'm sitting there going, Henry, Henry, who does this kid become? Like nobody. What? No. Nope. Nobody. Sam He's not Raimi's, anybody. 
nephew. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's right. crazy. That's right. Um, he fails at being able to, uh, to jump over a ledge. He hits some cars, a little comedy there. Uh, MJ tries to recreate the upside down kiss with Joe. I kind of feel like that's her kink now. Like, no, oh, no, yeah. I, Joe's I can't ready to kiss go you if you're right side up. Joe's ready to go to the bone zone and <laughs> Mary Jane's like, I mean, sure. <laughs> oh, apparently the, the, according to the, the script, the, uh, alleyway that he throws the, um, suit away in it's supposed is to be the that same alleyway. alleyway. It's supposed to be that yeah. same alleyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's a, there's a great scene between MJ and, uh, Peter in the, in the cafe. Oh, that was pretty much the trailer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just and just trim down here and there. Boy, what a dumbass. So, you know, Peter had approached her before when things were going well, and she said, you know, look, I gave you a chance, et cetera, et cetera. But she left enough of a she left the door open a crack, right? And of course, she's realized now with John that it's not John that she's in love with. So she's at the diner and she's ready to change her mind and embrace mm-hmm. Peter. And he goes, one moment. <laughs> <laughs> and burns every bridge that he had uh, with Mary Jane. I'm annoyed at Peter at this point. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, and, you know, as they're trying to make this work, she's, force, she's forcing him to kiss her. Mary Jane, come well, on. Well, he's consent. He's he's choosing to. She's she's pressuring him, but he is con- he is choosing yeah, to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Uh, so this is cut short by a fucking car coming through the cafe. So luckily, suddenly he has, he has powers again. Luckily his Peter Tingle is working. So mm-hmm. that might be one of the best parts of the MCU Spider-Man. The Peter Tingle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, except that it's kind of like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Well, I like the idea that he's still figuring out his powers. Like I like I like the idea that that's a new so, yeah. discovery the, in Spider Sense is if he is in danger or one of his enemies is around. That's pretty much how it works in the comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a danger sense, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get it, uh, but like in um in Civil War, never mind. We'll get Civil War when we get Civil War. Well, I'm okay. Uh, I'm okay with the way they reveal it in the MCU. So unlike, unlike the ability to climb up walls or super strength or the ability to leap, you know, tall buildings, it's a really subtle thing. Like he may mm-hmm. not recognize what's happening. So I, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it's not right. like he has. It's not like he has a, you know, a superpower manual that explains what's going on. The manual was yeah. lost, hence Greatest American Hero. You know, it's the whole basis of the show. Oh, he doesn't understand the powers. Or not, I'm walking on air. It's a great show. All right. Um, yeah, so what else? Uh, so Doc so, Ock, of so, course, has thrown the car through the diner window. And the classic, I know you you know Spider-Man, or I know you know your alter ego su- superhero. Have them come to this place. I'm like, Because Harry did a dick move. He said, oh, go mm-hmm. get Peter. Peter knows how to get Spidey. Mm-hmm. And then and as Doc get... Ock is leaving, he's like, but don't hurt Peter. <laughs> right. And he's going to trade it for uh, more tritium. All the tritium he wants, right? Uh-huh. Bring, not just don't kill Spider-Man. Bring him to me alive. And I'll kill him. That's right. Uh, so 
uh, he sets it up the West Side Tower, three o'clock. Be there. So we could skip everything else to the train fight. Yeah. I mean, that's the next big thing to talk about. The this is a this is a great sequence, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the stakes are high. Uh, of course, Doc Ock confronts, or Spidey confronts Doc Ock on the, the top of the tower. They fight, but fall, and they land on an L train. Right. Which is not a thing in New York anymore. Not anymore, right? When did they go wa- away? Uh, the 70s or oh, 80s. Oh, that, that long ago? I thought they still yeah. had L's. There are some trains that are up at the end of the line, but not elevated like this. This is a Chicago. They, they actually took the trains from Chicago and matted New York behind them for this fight. Oh, interesting. I guess I, you know, I guess I, so I've been on, I've been on those subway lines that, that come up above ground. I guess I just assumed that that was. So I guess the easiest way is there's none in Manhattan. That, sure, sure, sure. Okay, where that's they are. fair. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Oh, that's Once you get into Queens, Yonkers, Jamaica, all that stuff, there are some that are elevated. Okay. Yep. No, you're you as soon as you said that, that makes perfect sense. But if you are willing to ignore that, it's a great high stakes scene. First of all, the fight is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, the fight is on par with Wolverine in the Wolverine? The Wolverine, yeah. Well, yeah, it's on a train, yeah. Yeah, But uh, really exciting, great use of the environment. It's a fun fight. Um, and, of course, Doc Ock, the mega, megalomaniac, uh, is unwilling. You know, there's no price that he won't pay, especially if it's someone else, in order to accomplish uh-huh. his, his goal. So he grabs two hostages and throws them. He's... Um, he destroys the controls in the train, which is coming to literally the end of the line. And Has he gotten the tritium at this point? No, he doesn't have the tritium yet. So he's willing to sacrifice getting the tritium to kill Spider-Man. Because hmm. if, if he let Great Spider-Man... plot hole, yeah. You're right. Come on, guys. Because Harry doesn't say, bring him to me dead or alive. He bring stops him to me and alive. says, bring, no, bring him to me alive. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Oh, that's yeah. Again, that's this, unfortunate. This the script here could use a little some polish. Yeah, a little po- It could use you know. Carrie Fisher was apparently a famous script doctor in Hollywood. Maybe a little yep. Carrie Fisher. The only three movies she couldn't save were the prequels, but the other <laughs> movies you look at what she's what she doctored and punched up. You're like, Jesus, you were a funny lady. Yeah, yeah. Um. So at the end of this sequence, um. <laughs> Uh, you go ahead because I got some stuff to say about this end sequence. I, I I almost feel like I almost feel like when we see Peter in the MCU in Homecoming when he's holding the ship together, mm-hmm. did that feel like an homage to this sequence to you? Oh, it one hundred percent is supposed to be. Okay, so I just like, like in Spider Man uh, Into the Spider Verse when Peter Parker, not Peter B Parker, is explaining all the things he does. They do the upside down kiss. Right, but Mary Jane's the one hanging. They do the, him. Uh, they have the car coming at them, but he stops it. Right. They have him holding the train, mm. and then at the end of it, it's the him doing the. That's right. He's <laughs> like, right. uh, uh, okay, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so 
with with the brakes gone and the train speeding towards the end of the track, Peter basically um, puts himself on the front of the train, starts webbing the buildings they're passing, and finally just sticks his foot down to start literally physically breaking the train as he's breaking the railroad ties. First, he just tries to stop it by putting his foot down. He doesn't oh, web it right. yet. Got it. And the, the, the train conductor. Got any more ideas? Yeah, I might have a few. <laughs> so then he starts doing the webbing of the buildings. That's he webs. Right. He just does two webbings first. It pulls the buildings out. Somebody died. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There's That's right. no way between the buildings coming off or that hitting the ground, people were killed. Sure. So he then does like three or four. He's holding both. He finally gets it to stop. The exertion that he uses to do this makes him pass out. Just as you think he's going to fall into the Hudson, a hand comes and puts it on his chest. He's pulled off his mask because it caught on fire. Yeah, yeah. But in a second, when they give it back to him, two kids found it's it. It's perfectly They're on fine. The same train. Yeah, and it's and it's perfectly fine. Yeah. Uh, I don't love Toby Maguire's acting choice for the face he makes. It's a really weird. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird face. It's a it's, weird it, face. Listen, Toby Maguire is not a handsome man by any stretch of the imagination. That expression doesn't help. What to the got. point where, where, where they're laying down, and the Wall Street guy goes, "My God, he's just a kid." I, I literally out loud unwrote it down. Is he? Because yeah. he looks like a forty-year-old man. That's right. That's right. Um, so, and then, uh, and then the one guy, he's no older than my son. How old are you? Like, that's just, I, I, this is something that thankfully Hollywood has gotten away from of, well, if we just, you know, part their hair a certain way or do something, we can make someone who's almost 40 be, be a 20 something. It's like, nope. Cause when, um, when Tom Holland shot his stuff for, uh, Civil War, he was 17. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, so P- P- uh, Peter is pulled back into the train and passed, you know, almost almost as if he was dead, you know, passed reverently back into the car. People gather around him. He wakes um, to a grateful train car. Two kids bring him his mask, and they say they won't tell anyone. And then they tell Spidey that it's good to have him back. That's a sweet moment. Ruined. Very sweet. By Dr. Octop- uh, Octopus. So a couple of the pe- people on the train to point out, we already pointed out Phil Lamar. Yep. There's, a, there's a young lady behind Spider-Man when Doc Ock comes in wearing glasses. That is the gamer named Chloe Dykstra, which you may remember her name. She she alleged that Chris Hardwick. She, that's, I saw her name and I couldn't remember where I'd seen it. yes. That is where Ooh. you've seen it. Oh my! Crazy! I was like, "Holy shit!" Chloe Dykstra's in this movie. Oh. She's also in in Her. the uh, what's his name? Um, the filmmaker's son. There, the uh, John Lent. John Lent. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He he did a, a there's like a 25 minute rant on. Um, 
the death and return of Superman and gets all of his friends to play all the characters. Like uh, Elijah Wood is the, the cyborg Superman. Right, right. The guy who is uh, uh, Foggy, not Foggy. What's his name in um, Daredevil? Foggy. Foggy. Yeah. Is it Foggy? Foggy Nelson. Okay. Yeah. Foggy is uh, Doomsday. Um, it's it's hilarious. Um, Except for the fact that we now know that that man is a fucking monster. He's a monster. Uh, so she's in this movie. Her father, John Dykstra, is a visual effects guy who won an Oscar for best visual effects for this movie. Oh, that's why she's in it. That's why she's in it. Oh, yeah. that's I knew. I knew her father was a visual effects guy. Yeah, I didn't know he did the visual effects for this movie. Yep. Yep. That explains. Because I'm like, why is Chloe Dykstra in this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also. Brianna Brianna Brown is a female train passenger. She's another cameo. Uh, mm. She is a soap. Uh, yeah, General Hospital. Yeah. Mm. Sure. This this train this train car is probably the most like oh you're gonna recognize somebody from something right yeah like the yeah. Wall Street guy that's the second guy to get in the way of um. Doc Ock and Spidey, he feels like he's a guy that's played a Wall Street guy a thousand times. Right. Um, the comedian Joey Diaz, looking young, 16 All years right. ago. Joey Diaz is the guy. So as Doc Ock appears on the train, uh, the train, the people on the train are like, no, you can't have him. And they step in front. They basically kind of close ranks, led by Joey Diaz, um, to protect Peter, which lasts about two seconds, <laughs> just long enough for the robot arms to go through and like push them out of the way. But it's the thought that counts. It's the thought that counts. That was sweet. Uh, so of course so, he brings, uh, so Spidey stands up. He's, he's like, okay, this is my job and mm-hmm. is promptly knocked out by Doc Ock. Yep. And uh, tied up in barbed wire brought to Harry. Harry does a little evil monologue. Like I'll, I'll wake you up and take off your mask and then st- Make sure you're awake just so you can see me stab you. That's like, right. Doc Jesus. Ock gets the tritium and leaves. Uh-huh. You got it there. Yep. But this weird dagger. Pulls off the mask, but it's it's Peter. <gasps> Surprise. Horrified. Harry is horrified, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Peter wakes up, basically stands up, breaks the chain, to like, or the barbed wire. He's like, okay, that's some bullshit. Listen, where's mm-hmm. Doc Ock? He's got did, Mary you, did you see where he broke it, but the top piece didn't break all the way? So he's, oh, he no. pulls it down real quick. He's like, <laughs> no, I it. didn't see that. We rehearsed this. Um, great line. He's like, look, there's. I love that Peter doesn't try to like rationalize what happened with Harry's father. He's like, this is bigger than us. Right. In addition to Mary Jane, the whole city is at risk. Mm-hmm. It's but really smart. The, the only problem is he could have been like, look, Harry, I know your father was killed by me, but Harry, your father was a green goblin. Well, okay, that's bye. The, well, but that's the piece where like, he doesn't even go there. He's like, that's it's not the time. I kind of mm-hmm. like that. I kind of like that. So Harry no, he tells, just leaves it to Bill Paxton's father to explain it to him in the next movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so Doc Ock is rebuilding the machine bigger than before mm-hmm. uh, he's got so i do not like the sexualization of mary jane here so 
So, so Doc Ock's lair is kind of on a pier, I guess. Uh-huh. And I guess there's water around her. So that must explain why she's soaking wet and her nipples are showing. It's very uncomfortable. There's no reason the, for it. The, the worst part of it is like when it first happens and I hated having to like have this thought in my head. I'm like, are her nipples showing or is it just like the pattern that's giving the illusion? Is it like but the when- darting of the of the the yeah, cut of her but then yeah. i think it's when she when the chain around her leg starts pulling her in she when she lifts up i'm like that is full on nipple yeah this it, is this is terrible it makes as much sense as alice eve's brown panties scene in but at least star trek. with that would be the the star trek into darkness, into darkness uh, yeah. and they've apologized for that so yeah, I, yes I give, yes i give them credit for that they're like no that was that was bad that was dumb that was unnecessary you could have gotten the point of what they were trying to show in that scene across well without the camera ever leaving chris pine's face this is the second time they've done this to kristen dunst right they did it in the Uh, first kristen dunst yeah her boobs are yeah yeah when she's soaking wet isn't that the kiss the upside down Mm -hmm. kiss isn't she soaking wet? absolutely there's no reason for it it's just now rain machines they don't heat the water. So that's cold water that's going on them. Natural an- anatomy sure. is going to make that happen. But there are pasties. There are There's fucking band-aids. There's all this stuff to make it so that her her nipples aren't showing. It it just sexualizes her in a way that is inconsistent with the rest of the movie and adds nothing. Agree 100%. Especially since like comic book Mary Jane is very sexual. Oh, well, she's a literally a supermodel, which yeah. this Kristen Dunst is a wonderful actress and she's cute, but she is not. She's not to me. She's girl. Sexy. She's girl. Like, she's girl. Like yeah. door adorable. Yeah. There's Except no for, reason to smack this in. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I am a and I'm a I'm a pervert and I don't like it. It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work for me. OK, so wrapping up this movie, of course, you know. Uh, major points in this Doc Ock finds out that Peter is Spider-Man because he has to take his mask off when he's talking to, to Doc Ock to let you have him hear it. But the problem is like the rest of the suit is fucked up at this point. Yeah. But his mask is pristine solely. So Mary Jane doesn't see his face before he stops before right after this scene yeah it yeah that's fair so mary jane also finds out peter is spider-man i i did laugh and i i have every time when he's holding up the side of the building yeah it's like hi hi this is really heavy <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good maybe yeah. the best thing toby mcguire does as spider because that's that's a total peter moment yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like, hey, I know we're in this really uh, bad position right now, but this hurts a lot. Could we, <laughs> could we stop the pain? Uh, so the the arms have have uh, have suffered some damage as they were electrified, right? In the, uh-huh. I mean, they did do a nice job of setting up the fact that at least one of the arms has just a flat out like sword blade in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. You know, when Aunt May, you know, <laughs> saved. Spidey from Doc Ock. He was oh, getting Lord. ready to stab him. I feel like uh-huh. there was another time where we see that blade, but clearly this time Spidey uses that when he's killing damage. all the uh, 
when he's killing all the doctors and nurses. Right, right, right. That's right. Um, uh, Spidey has tricked Doc Ock into severing the power cable with that knife edge, which has basically short-circuited the arms. So now now we have a lucid Doc Ock again. Um, And he basically is going to redeem himself. He Mm -hmm. says that he will not die a monster. Clearly, he has not seen the Dark Knight. (laughs) <laughs> right he's right. the villain he's the villain uh it's nice little touch that uh because of because the whole movie um alpha merlina's hair is kind of a part down the middle awkward the thing comic goofy haircut bulk oh no it's quasi bowl cut it's not until this scene it's pulled back in all the other scenes this oh, scene his hair is is full-on the bowl cut the i'm bowl like cut. okay you got it in right before the end got good it. job and of course, uh, we, you know, it's a nebulous comic book death because we see Doc Ock basically, you know, falling down through the water towards the co- reactor core. Uh-huh. But we never see, you know, we don't definitively know that he's dead. He could be alive. No, he's dead. His eyes were wide open and the, the tentacles lose light. Wow. He goes down to the bottom of the he Hudson. Can... He's 200 feet underwater. Wait, he is. Wait dead if they wanted to he totally could have come back from it the the arms could have rebooted they could have you know pulled him up he's he totally it's an it's an ambiguous death uh the okay <laughs> on this, we'll let on our this army figure series that uh you know never went anywhere Here, the here's movie. the one that's that's a problem for me uh there's a fucking sun at the bottom of the hudson now <laughs> It's a yeah, like apparently the river will just extinguish the nuclear fusion reaction that's happening. I mean, oh, did they say that part? Oh, he. I we, mean, that's how. Yeah. So what happens? Yeah. Happen. So, so so wait. So well, wait, wait, no, the no, Hudson no, River is irradiated not, now. <laughs> well, no, because no fusion doesn't create um, radiation like fission does. But um, if that's the rod that goes into the water to create the no, nuclear, no, there's no, no, that's uh, no. So it's the exact. So it's the exact opposite. So nuclear fusion is the is the nuclear energy we want to have. Nuclear fission is the ener- nuclear energy that we have today. Listen, so, I watched the Chernobyl mini docu. Uh, so that's docu- fission the, that creates yeah. radiation. Fusion. Yeah. I I I know what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> got it <laughs> okay um, i don't even know why we're arguing this. yeah yeah uh so mary jane and peter you know chill out on his cum hammock uh far oh, above the wreckage god <laughs> it's, it's oh it's all peter, i could think and this is gonna sticky. happen in three two they're gonna hang from the webbing i'm like mary jane that came out of his butt so obviously mary jane swallows oh <laughs> Oh, I was going to be like, oh, it smells funny, but you you went one step further. All right. Okay. You're welcome. All right. Thank uh, you. I think that's the dirtiest we've been in a while. <laughs> in a while. Um, now, meanwhile, back at uh, uh, Osborne headquarters, at Osborne Mansion, Harry is- this, it, it, Is this where we see, uh, what's his name? Bertram? No, not Bertram. That's- Bernard. Bernard. Is this where we see- Bernard. Is this where we see Bernard? Yes. I'm leaving for the night, sir. Thank you, Bernard. Your I father only obsessed about his work. That's what he says. Thank God. you, Bernard. Yeah. Good night, Bernard. That's right. 
and then we get motherfucker some Dutch angles. Do you know why this is in the movie? No. This wasn't part of the script. Willem Dafoe was shooting another movie and happened to hear that they were shooting these scenes two stages down from where he was. What? Gets better. He just went to go visit to say hi. And Sam Raimi's like, hey, you want to you wanna do this scene? This is pretty much like written on the spot and then he did it. Jesus. So Willem Dafoe is a national treasure. Listen, anything that's wrong with this movie is not Willem Dafoe because he is delightful. Yes, he's lovely. Oh my God. It's I like this scene. I, I'm actually okay with this scene, uh, but I like it 10 times more now that I know that backstory. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, so of course, Harry, in the same way that Norman saw the Green Goblin tormenting him in the mirror. Harry mm-hmm. now sees his father in the mirror. Rejects- the only thing to point out here is that, uh, again, this is just Harry arguing with himself. So Harry knew to throw the dagger to to show the secret lair subconsciously. Well, that could just be, that could be happenstance. I mean, it should have been in more than one mirror. And that was the last mirror it was in. And then he says, avenge me. And he um, screams it. And that's what makes Harry throw the dagger. He just one in a million. tweaks out. Yeah. So you're saying I've got I a sh- chance. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> um. So then we see the Goblin Cave. Which, which uh, we saw in yes, Spider-Man. But, so, okay. It's established. That's fine. Well. It's established in the fight. We don't. Do we ever see Norman at at all? Like having this secret lab in his penthouse? I think so. I don't. Why does I he have? Think so. What? My questions here are: What is the point of having more of the serum? He knows it's not going to leave him. He doesn't need it. Does uh, Harry take it? I don't remember. You know what? I wonder if Norman brings it all back there because the board's going to shut him down. So mm-hmm. he needs to, he needs to grab, he doesn't have Lucius in the basement who will safe keep everything for him. He needs to take possession of it himself. Mr. Osborne. <laughs> so you're saying you want to throw a pumpkin bomb. All right. <laughs> so you're saying you want to throw a pumpkin bomb. Uh, uh, and boy, yeah. foreshadowing, right? Yeah. Uh, th- this, we- this weirdly, the plus I'll give this movie, this may feel like the most serialized comic book movie until we get to like part way through phase three where they stop explaining stuff sure sure you know it's like um uh i've talked about it with you deep space nine the last like mm-hmm. seven episodes yeah. there is no previously right it's, it's just, just it starts it ends good. yeah no to be continued if you don't know what's going on fuck you sucks that's to right. be you <laughs> that's right you uh know, it's, so it, really cool yeah now previously mary jane had talked about the fact that uh, unlike Peter's vision of her getting married on a hill, she's getting married in a church. We see a church and it's her wedding. We see her in a wedding dress. We see and, Captain and Jameson. They get married. Uh, end uh, of movie. Uh, wait, wait a minute. I'm sorry. She leaves him at the altar. Oh my God. Great. So J. Jonah Jameson turns to his wife, tells her to call a caterer, tell her not to open the caviar. Right. <laughs> But but does it by name, whatever the name is. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The caterer? Yes. 
Tell him not to open the caviar. It's so great. Uh, then we see Mary Jane thrilled, the biggest smile we've seen all movie, running through the park in her wedding dress. Arrives at Peter's apartment. He turns around. <laughs> Peter's a moron. Like, <laughs> he's like, well, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, of course, basically, she is making an informed decision. She is choosing Peter and choosing the path, the, the risk that comes with that because she chooses Peter. Yeah. Um, he says, thank you, Mary Jane Watson. They kiss, which is interrupted by sirens in the background. She says, we get, go get him, tiger. And then she watches as he swings into action. This may be the best moment for me in the film. Yeah. Her face like, oh, this is my life now. My boyfriend is going to leave. But she's okay with it. uh, She becomes a a cop wife. I feel like I don't know if he's ever going to come back every time. It's the reason that they get divorced in the comics. They got divorced in the comics. Oh, that makes me so sad. Oh. So depending on, I think at one point, Dr. Strange magically divorced them, but then there was another time where they actually got divorced. I've had a couple of divorces. I don't think a magical divorce is a thing. Well, talk to Dr. Steven Strange. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, we're using our made up names. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm Spider Man. Uh, I will admit, through many times throughout this movie, I enjoyed watching this, but. Many times throughout the movie, I turned to Joseph and I was like, I want to go watch another, a different Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man Homecoming is the second best Spider-Man movie ever made. Ooh, are you going with Infinity War or Far From Home? Neither of those. Civil War? Nope. And not Endgame? No. What's the best Spider-Man movie ever made? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse oh. is the best Spider-Man movie well, ever made. I don't know about it, that. Okay. It, Wait. It, oh, we need Listen, let's do our movie. So let's do our good. let's do our movie ending thing. So yeah, he's swinging through some helicopters apparently giving him air support. Yeah, listen, he's the <laughs> That's what it felt like, Spider-Man. right? Those yeah. weren't newscopters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think Spidey needs air support. Uh Mary Jane has a regretful almost look on her face definitely not a happy feeling at the end of the film for her i think it's i think it's like a i think it's like that this is the path i've chosen Mm -hmm. right but i think she has a twinge of regret sure that's fair that's fair but as spidey swings through the the canyons of manhattan comic book Uh accurate and movie. movie so todd that was a movie. No post-credit scenes. Thank God. Thank God. Um, so, you know, I didn't hate this. I didn't hate watch it. It was okay. I didn't. I didn't hate watch it. I. I. I you know what? I. I started to get angry when when I got near the end. I'm like, this is the last decent Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie we've got. Because oh god, Spider Man three. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. No, what yeah. a travesty of a movie that is. Agree, agree, hundred percent. Well, um, with that, we've got some questions that we need to answer. We sure do. So, Todd, I don't know what they are. I don't have them. Most so valuable performer. Todd, who was your most valuable performer? Now. Mm. So it's it's 
the title of the movie is Spider-Man 2. He is he brought Spider-Man to the big screen. There's people who did it better after him or at least one. But for me it's got to be Tobey Maguire. I mean, it does it may not stand up to the MCU, but for what it was, it's Tobey Maguire. He's Spider-Man. What about you? For me it's Alfred Molina. Totally can see that. Totally okay with it. I think he is he he brings malice and hubris to every scene he's in yeah like you see the hate he has but because he lost his wife and he lost everything you you see why he is the way he is we've said it many times if you can buy talent buy talent and oh boy is alfred molina talented 100 percent. oscar molina on the other hand oscar lesser known but you know he's a lot of fun at parties if you have the chance huge in belgium (laughs) that's he's huge in belgium um hey casey who yeah. is your favorite character? <laughs> Anti-Semiticness aside, uh, <laughs> Mr. Ditkovich. Yeah, well, especially I think maybe because his name is a play on Steve Ditko. Sure, 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 sure. So, but also I'm like, was, was Steve Ditko anti-Semitic, and this is their way of telling us? Oh no, <laughs> that's that's tough. Um, but I, I, I like like the one time where he's leaving the apartment and Mr. Diskovich is in the uh, the bathroom bathroom and rent and he runs out his <laughs> pants are down. That's right. Um, I mean, look, it's the man who was literally born to play this character so much so that he surpasses movie universes. It's J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. J. Jonah I, yeah. Jameson is the character perfectly brought to light by uh, J.K. Simmons. J. K. Simmons. I've, got, I've got another award for J.K. Simmons okay. in a minute. Yeah, that's. Uh, I was thinking if you didn't name him here, you're naming him at the end. Yeah, one hundred percent. Best scene. Uh, hey, Todd. Um, in this movie, yes. What did you think the best scene was? Um, you know, I don't like I don't like his facial expressions, but. <laughs> But I like the story that is told with the train scene and and the way that the city needs Spider-Man and appreciates Spider-Man. He is your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So it's the for me it's the train scene. I, I like the feeling there. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm gonna go with that too. Yeah. I, I'd say that that's that's definitely probably the best scene in this movie. Yeah. Most heroic in uh, possibly this entire franchise for Tobey Maguire. Yeah. Uh, that Spider-Man feels. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and the fact that, you know, without knowing that he can do it, he knows he has to try. Like, that. Yeah. that's Spidey, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So on the flip side of that, Casey, what is one scene that you would cut? Could we... We can uh, do whatever we want. It's our fucking podcast. I think this, yeah. <laughs> I think this is the first time... Same scene, I would have him have the mask on the whole time so we didn't look and tell we were yeah. dumb face. Yeah, that is a dumb face. I agree. Oh, um, oh I feel so bad. Sorry, Mr. McGuire. You just yeah. make really... like he, It's the same face that he makes when he's going to run and jump over the building. And it's it, it's the it's the holding a fart face. Is it as bad as the emo face we're going to get in the next movie? 
No, that's different. But this is definitely like <laughs> I'm trying to hold a little yeah. fart and I don't want to. So that's so. fair. Um, for me, it might be it's less a scene, and we've done this before where we've tweaked this a little bit. I don't know that it's a scene, but mm-hmm. an aspect of the plot, the whole losing his powers and then miraculously they're back. Because oh yeah, now definitely. he believes. That's another thing. Uh, it, the, the, there's a whole lot with this script that needs work that mm-hmm. I feel like we could have had a better movie and there's good pieces in there, but there's some stuff that sure, just sure. needs to, they, they need to go back and fix. Yeah. A little punch up that never hurt anybody. Sure. Hey, Todd. Yes. Who's the actor having the most fun? Well, I may have blown my load a little bit early. I, I, I realized that I blew myself prematurely. Um, uh Oh, but it, uh, I mean, J.K. Simmons, there's look, even before seeing the deleted scene where he's wearing the costume on his desk, <laughs> I saw that. I was like, motherfucker, the man is a fucking genius. Um and a beautiful singing voice. Oh, really? Oh, I don't think uh, yeah, I'm not that. being facetious. Oh, oh yeah. He was that. in uh he was in the revival of Guys and Dolls with Nathan Land. Oh, he's, I don't give a he's shit. Benny South Street. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't care. It's musicals. Um, look, I mean, he's he's having more fun than anyone there, right? I mean, just flat. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's him. All right. All right. So, is okay. it time to pull our final movie of the season? Well, a couple of housekeeping things. So, once again, oh, the IMDb you? was a seven point two. Yeah, that's fine. Seven point yeah, two. That's fine. That's fine. And then the dad's breakdown. Joe watched I it. Think I yeah. <laughs> and the bean could not have cared less and yeah. actually started to hate the movie. So it the, depends on the kid. Yeah. Now Joe's more okay with violence. He's more okay with violence and he's more interested in, he was fascinated with the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man because of the memes that have come mm-hmm. out of them. Well, and to, uh, Spider-Man's uh, Joe's favorite, right? He's one of his favorites, yeah. But the yeah. in this one, it was the, and it happens like real early in the movie. It's the pizza time. Joe says that all the time. So, pizza time. Yeah. So, uh, but he was okay with it. But I got to be honest with you. I'll bet you in a month, if I was like, hey, Joe, you want to watch uh, Spider-Man 2? He'd be, it'd be a hard He'd be like, can we watch Homecoming instead? That's, that's right. That's, actually, it pains me. Joe is kind of like Aubrey. If he's seen a movie once, he's like, I've seen that. Really? I know. It, it it physically hurts my heart. Yeah. Wow. Je- Luckily I have the goon. He'll, he'll rewatch with me. So, yeah, but, yeah. uh, it is that magic time. And now it's time to pick the next movie from Thor's helmet. <clears throat> okay. I want to point out, this is the last movie of the season. I also want to point out that I offered to bring the bag no, of movie no. slips to you. And you said, no, it's it's your choice. I'm not even going to say stop. It's all up to you. You son of a bitch. <laughs> it would be anyways if we did this for real. All right. Okay. So, so I'm going to I'm going to pull back so you can see my hand is in the bag. Hand is in oh. the bag. Listen, whatever your kink is, I'm not. <laughs> That's right. Listen, I, I like to go right up to the elbow and then. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. I have I have a single slip. All righty. All right. I don't see a lot of writing on it. I, I just peripheral that's, vision. I don't think there's a lot of writing. I don't okay, think that's a lot good. Of... Hey, Casey. Yeah. It's a blank slip. 
I also think before we go into season three, we got to let's also, we'll take another look at the list. We've certainly got stuff we need to add. So before uh, season three. I think three, we're good because I added everything that would have come out before December. That's the last time I did it. Yeah. And, uh, well, Todd, I don't know if you've noticed, but no movies have come out since December. All right. Hey, Casey, I'm going to reach into the bag again. Yeah, and... please keep this all in. That was hilarious. Of course. One one jumped out, but I did not pick it. No. What jumped out was, oh, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. That jumped out. No. I did not pick it. Come that on, was not in pick my it. hand. This Fuck. is in my hand. <sighs> I cannot wait till we get to that. All right. All right. I see text, but not a lot of text. It could be. Oh, no. What do you got? Whoa, we're going to finish out the Nolan series. We're going to finish the Nolan verse. We just we're watched The to, Dark Knight. We're going to have all of the verses <laughs> like this. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. You know, you nearly adopted it. It's the end of Nolan's run with Batman, and it's the end of our third season. I'm okay with that. We're going to watch but it's also, The Dark Knight Rises. It, yeah, and it's also a uh, kind of a. Man, he was in a good sprint with uh, Dark Knight, and then somebody just threw a crowbar at him, and he fell over. Yeah, yeah. This movie, I've maybe seen this movie twice. Counting theatrical? Counting the theater? Counting theatrical. Wow. Okay. (laughs) TSPHC Army, Batman is my favorite character. There's stuff in this movie that I'm going to tear to shreds well um separately in our own homes let's watch let's watch that trailer you are as precious to me as you were to your own mother and father i swore to them that i would protect you and i haven't The mayor's gonna dump him in the spring. Really? Mm-hmm. But he's a hero, a war hero. This is peacetime. You think this can last? There's a storm coming, Mr. Wayne. You and your friends better batten down the hatches. Because when it hits, you're all gonna wonder how you ever thought you could live so large and leave so little for the rest of us. What does that mean? Rise. permission to die.
Wow. Well, this is another one of those ones that uh, has the um, IMAX scene that was shown before a movie. If you saw it in IMAX, yes. I believe if you saw what did we Star we, Trek, you saw this, and I no. think that's where you and I saw. Oh it. wait, no, because we didn't. Uh, have we IMAX saw it with Josh. Yet. It was the three of us. Then it was something else that had it because we didn't have our IMAX theater yet for the first Star Trek. Okay, maybe it was Into Darkness. Uh, maybe it, it, it could. I don't. I don't know, I, and I don't care. I think you know what. I think you're exactly right. I think I think it was Into Darkness. Um, would you like to make a guess at the IMDb score for The Dark Knight Rises? It's in the sevens. I want to say eight point four. Whoa! Really? Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah. I, it's still a Nolan film, so sure. Uh, you know that? No, it couldn't have been Into Dark. Into Darkness came out in 2013. Dark Knight Rises in like, 2012. So what was yeah. before Into Darkness was? What the hell? What the hell movie was it? Yeah, but we definitely. Well, we Star Trek was it. 2009 because it was okay. <laughs> I'll save that for another day. That 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 uh, story <laughs> that I don't I don't know if you've ever heard. We went to go see that, Danny mm-hmm. and I. Which one? I'll save it for another day. Okay, oh, I'll right. save it for another day. Um, <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, we de- we definitely saw an IMAX movie. It wouldn't have been a Marvel movie because they wouldn't have played an I- a DC uh, trailer. Uh, no, the. Yeah. Distinguished competition? No. Yeah. Um, but but I remember sitting in the theater and I remember going, I don't I couldn't hear what he was fucking saying. Is that what like yeah. Uh, well. Sure. They to, to, and I think we said it when we did Dark Knight. And I'll, I'll say it again. Sure. They went back and re recorded all the dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Holy cow. So well, this is got worse, some red brownness to it. For better or for worse, this is our next this is the, our season three finale. I enjoy Anne Hathaway. She's delightful. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, hey, Casey, that was a movie. Hey, that was a movie. You know. So, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, as, we, as we're coming to a close of season three, uh, never would have envisioned that we were recording separately from our own homes. But <laughs> uh, I miss you, buddy. I can't wait till the next time we're, we can have a beer in person. Hey, pal. Right back at you. So Todd, let's say, no, I want to do this differently. Okay. And keep this, keep that in. So TSVHC Army, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, we have a Facebook, uh, we have a Facebook page, which is superpodherocast, uh, facebook.com backslash superpodherocast. We also have an Instagram page, which is superpodherocast. And we also now have a Twitter page, which is TSPHC tweets. That's right. We are also I'll make that better when we uh, when we actually get to season three. I'll figure out a better way to put all that. That's right. Go ahead. And you know, we also didn't really talk about much. We are a member of something bigger than ourselves. Yeah. So we are a part of the Night Shift Radio Network. Very excited yes. about that. Um, we are the third show on the network, but the first non, the first. Uh, show independent of the night shift radio creators so i think that's a pretty cool spot to be in so head over to very cool nightshiftradio.com get a little sense of the other shows there give them a listen um if you 
joined us for Darkman. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our friend Caleb, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Never Heard of It podcast, uh, joined and us. And the for Left that. of the Dial podcast. And the Left of the Dial. That's right. Um, so there's some really cool stuff happening over there. Uh, go give them a little bit of love. Check out what they're doing. Also, a little behind the scenes with that. Uh, over the summer, we will be moving from Podbean to the hosting site that they use, which is Captivate. So Podbean-only listeners, you might have to download a different podcatcher. Just kind of getting you guys ready for that. Uh, Yeah. Oh, well, yes. Or all you have to do is just we will update the RSS feed. And if, as long as you have that saved, it'll find it. So you can you do that with any Hopefully. App. Sometimes there's uh, there's been a couple of times I've lost podcasts for a couple episodes. Oh, okay. like, oh, I guess I guess they're not making this anymore. And then I look it up and they're like, oh, they moved to a new uh, server. Got it. it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to save people the headache of it. Got it. Got it. That's fair. All right. Fair. So, Todd, let's say people liked our random musings during this episode. <laughs> this was a very about... chat-heavy episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder how much is staying and how much you'll hear later this summer. DSPHC. Well, you know I'm, you well, know I'm it's editing you, it. So, so everything stays. <laughs> Three hours long. Congratulations. Uh, we're at 2.51 right now, so <laughs> let's figure out. Yeah. Uh, TSPHC Harvey, take the timestamp and figure out how much Todd actually left in the episode. It's all so good. I don't want to cut it. They're all my babies. That's what the bonus episode is for, Todd Michaels. You guess. That's what. Okay. We're not going to do this. (laughs) Let's say people enjoyed your thoughts and opinions on this um, movie that we watched. Don't even say fine movie. Um, Where can people find you on these social medias? should they wish to find you uh you can head over to my website where i share a variety of my writings both geeky and non oh that beer is crushing me uh the website mm-hmm. is tmp in syr.com or uh shorter hit stuff check me out on twitter or instagram with the handle at tmp in syr hey yeah. casey people are Hi. enchanted by you i'm sure how can they get more of you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at not Ryan Casey. You can follow me on Instagram at not dot Ryan Casey. And if you have something that is a comment, question, concern that you would like to discuss with us, you can email us at superpodherocast at gmail.com because only Cap writes letters. Tony. All right, so that'll do it for the Superpod HeroCast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be, Be heroic. heroic. <laughs> hey, dude, we Bye. are, this is our penultimate episode of season three. We got two left, baby. Counting this one? No, two. Because this is 50. Sorry, we got three left to record. Your Patreon goofball. I don't count that. Okay, all right. I mean just the. I mean just the episode. Just our main line season. Yeah, no, our main. Our main line. We got two, but all right. In toto, we got three left to record. Let me have this. It's two. All right. All right. <laughs> it's I don't a long day. Yelling at me about it. <laughs> That's right. And and we watched. We watched Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2.1. Two <laughs> Why don't we do one take of that each with clean? Just, yeah. 
Yeah. And then if we have to, yeah. <clears throat> yep. Oh yeah, when they're trying to figure out. Oh, shut up, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, hey, let me let me mute that. Uh, <laughs> uh, mute. Charles, we're podcasting. Leave us alone. Eight hours. All right. What are we drinking? Give me a picture of Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. I, I would do that. <laughs>